Episode 7, Midwest Baseball Ranks. Check us out. iTunes, Spotify, website, MidwestBaseballRanks.com. Episode 7. Here we go. Let's go. All right, everybody. Welcome to Episode 7, Midwest Baseball Ranks, coming at you right now. iTunes and Spotify. We got our new co-host joining us right now, Andrew Meyer out of Michigan. Andrew, glad to have you with us on the show here. Yeah, man, glad to be here. Excited. Yeah, I can't wait, man. We've we've been looking for a co-host here, and uh, I think you're the guy. And we had you on. I don't know, was that episode two, maybe? Yeah. Yeah, episode yep. two, and a great interview. Got some good feedback there, and uh, we had a great conversation, and we've been talking ever since. And uh, you know, it's something that you were interested in. I was interested in bringing you on, and I'm excited for this, man. Are you excited? I'm I'm excited, but you know, I, I uh, before we get too much into me uh, and stuff, I think there's, you know, obviously from Michigan here, um, I think there's four names that we have to get out there to our listeners um, and and stuff. Um, so I'm going to kind of go through them here. I'm going to fight probably back some tears a little bit uh, and stuff because this is a really hard one. Um, first uh, first name that we need to recognize is. Uh, Hannah St. Juliana, uh, 14 years old. Uh, her basketball team uh, wrote something about her. We will never forget your kind heart, silly personality, and passion for the game. Since sixth grade camp, you have stayed dedicated to Oxford basketball, soaking in the game. This season, we play for you, Hannah. Justin Schilling, 17 years old. Co-captain of the school's bowling team. Justin was an exemplary employee, a devoted friend and co-worker, co-captain of his bowling team, and simply a pleasure to be around. Um, next name, Madison Baldwin, age 17. Her aunt said, very artsy, very smart, very intelligent, who was going far, very far in this world. And the last name, uh, Tate Mir, age 16, number 42 on his, uh, on his football team. Tate wasn't always, or Tate was and will always be a beaming light for Oxford. It's hard to put into words what he meant to me, but he will hold a special place in my heart forever. That was from his head coach, uh, there at Oxford uh, High School. Um, I think everybody can understand where I'm coming from with this. This is the four kids that tragically, suddenly, unexpectedly lost their lives in the school shooting at Oxford Community Schools um, at their high school. Uh, this is extremely close to me. Um, on my team, I happen to have a kid on my team that his dad was was good friends with Tate's dad and wrestled with them. Uh, this community is about an hour and a half away from where we live. And uh, I will not give the shooter any type of credit, any type of name shout out or anything like that, because I don't think that he should be remembered. But these four kids should be. And especially Tate. Tate has been labeled a hero because he's stood up and started to stop the shooter and lost his life because of that. So, with that being said, you know, I just a brief moment of silence 
Um, for for the four families that lost their kids unexpectedly one day, um, for the entire community of Oxford, we're with you. We're praying for you. It's Oxford strong. And uh, yeah, if everybody can just, just about a 10 second pause here, just a brief moment of silence to remember them. Thank you. Sorry, man, I had to get that off my chest. That one, uh, that's tough. You know, we send our kids to school every day and, you know, never in a million years would I sit there and say, think that it's my last goodbye. Right. No, and I'm glad you brought it up. It's uh, especially, you know, you being from Michigan, and we have a lot of Michigan listeners out there. We got Michigan friends out there. You know, it strikes a little bit closer um, to me and or to you guys versus versus me. You know, I, I mean, I have kids going to school and everything, and, you know, I'm not far away from you guys, but just being that close to you guys, that's it just strikes a little different for you. So I'm glad you brought it up, man. It's uh, it's 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 a crazy world out there and and you talk about that take kid specifically um you know that kid you nailed it he's a hero he is an absolute hero and um that's what we try to you know build our kids to be is good people it sounds like the four people that passed away tragically too are just awesome kids yeah and that's the yeah. worst and part about it this this is also hard for me because i'm a Ohio state fan but shout out to the university of michigan shout out to the university of iowa for hold, hold, having those black O's on the back of their helmets, U of M honoring the four kids that lost their lives on their jersey on a patch for the rest of the season. So shout out to those two universities, too, for doing the right thing. Agreed, and that's what it's all about is doing the right thing at the end of the day, whether you guys are rivals or hate each other on the field, whatever it may be. Uh, you know, sports is a great way to bring each other together, um, and I think that's the best part about playing sports, being involved in sports in any way. It's bringing everyone together, and, you know, as a travel baseball community, that's, that's what you know we do in these situations. So I'm glad you brought it up, and, um, you know, it's a – it's a great way to, you know, kind of segment your first episode here is, you know, remembering good people here. And, um, you know, we're praying for all those people over there and uh, it'll get better. And together we can, you know, make this world a better place. Absolutely. But on a lighter note here, I'm excited to start the show. I'm excited to meet some new people and, and talk baseball. And every once in a while, maybe a little college football here and there. And, Y'all, you know, the life events and stuff, but I'm I'm excited. I think I bring some knowledge to the uh, to the game and and everything. So super pumped to work with you and uh, big things coming for Midwest baseball ranks. Excited about all that stuff. You know, I'm not going to spoil anything by any means, but really excited to be here and excited to start talking more uh, more travel baseball. Yeah, and it's it's great to get another perspective of things and having someone from a different state too. So that's that's key, you know, it, being able to have these people on board from different states that are heavily involved. It's a uh, it's a game changer. So you know, it's great. You're going to be at a tournament every weekend. I'm going to be at a tournament every weekend. We got a couple other guys that are going to be at tournaments every single weekend. You know, trying to cover these top states at these top tournaments, and that's what it's all about is being able to see as many of these top teams as we possibly can. Right. Absolutely. You know, and that's what it's all about, right? You know, I, I mean, and again, I don't want to, I don't want to shy away from some of the middle of the road teams either. Yeah, you know, absolutely. They, they, You're deserve, right. they right. deserve their, their recognition too. And we'll definitely be at those tournaments as well, you know, because they, they, all the kids deserve to feel like rock stars and what better way to do it than do some interviews with them and stuff like that. So. 
Yeah, no, you nailed that. That's a great point. I'm glad you brought that up because, um, yeah, you know, the, the top teams are, you know, always the main focus, whatever that may be. That's yeah, They've kind of earned that. But it's the middle of the pack roads, those teams that want to be at the top, that deserve that love, and, and, and we got to check them out too. So I'm glad you brought that up, man. Yeah, yeah. Everybody knows Pit Dogs and King Lonesy and, and Top Tiers and Springfields and, you know, I'm biased, so the MC9s of the world and stuff. But, you know, it's it's one of those things, man, not a lot of people know about the other stuff. And that's our job here is to talk about them too. Right, right. I agree. Yeah, so it's not just about number one, number two. It's it's also about number eight, number nine, number ten, and maybe, number you know, outside of those top ten, making sure, you know, we kind of cover those too. It's, uh, it's important. And all those teams that are grinding and trying to get in the rankings, make sure you guys let us know to come check you out if you're not – uh, quote unquote on our radar which you know you, you probably are at some at some level but you know don't be afraid to reach out to us send us an email um, you know we'll come check you out at some point I can guarantee you that one of us will be able to get out to a tournament a game whatever it may be or you know just extensively kind of looking at the game changer too you're able to get a good feel of things by looking at game changer and deep diving into those stats that's a good point right there it's hard to follow teams if you're not on game changer yeah. Yeah. It's really hard to follow you. You know, we want to follow you. We want to be around you. We want to give you shout outs. Have a team mom, have a team dad do game changer for you. Do something so that we can see those scores, see who you're playing. Even if you're not playing the top competition, it doesn't matter. You know, like play what you need to play to make sure that your kids are getting better. And as long as you're doing that, you will be recognized and your team will get better. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, send us your game changer if we don't have it already. So, um, you know, my specific game changer, I have like over 150 teams that I'm already following. And if you're not one of those on there, we want to make sure you're on there. So we're going to get updates after every single one of your games and we're going to check it out and who you played, where it was at, what type of game it was. Um, where it was at in a tournament, you know, all those little things. So if we don't have your game changer, you know, make sure you let us know, whether it's a simple email, Facebook message, Instagram, whatever it may be. But uh, make sure you let us know your game changer if we don't have it. And uh, with it, with that, with the Instagram and Facebook, guys, make sure you go check us out on Instagram, Midwest Baseball Ranks, Facebook, Midwest Ranks. Check out the website, MidwestBaseballRanks.com iTunes, Spotify, we got YouTube coming soon, um, all that good stuff. Make sure you're showing us some love. Hit the likes buttons, uh, you know, share it, share it, share it, you know, get the, get the word out there. That's what it's yeah, all about. Let's do it, man. Cool. Let's, hey, let's hop into uh, some Wisconsin talk. Wisconsin's on, on, the, on the line today for this episode, deep diving into the, the, the Cheesehead State. Yeah, yeah. Hey, real quick. I think you need to. I think you were talking about giving a shout out to uh, to a young man yourself there before we get too far into the uh, into the episode. Yeah, absolutely. You know, while we're on, you know, heading into Wisconsin here, I did want to bring up, you know, a, another low moment here too, a, a sad moment here. We got our guy Jackson over in Wisconsin who was um, unfortunately passed away on the beginning of December, I believe, or late November. And we all did the jerseys for Jackson last Friday, which to me was one of the coolest things I've ever seen. We all rallied together and as one Absolutely. baseball community. And, and that's, that's so important. And I really hope his family saw, you know, some of these, uh, you know, I don't expect them to see them all. There had, had to have been about 10,000 of them. I swear. Oh, easily. I mean, my, both my kids, I mean, school was canceled on Friday because of this stuff that happened with us, but both my kids had their jerseys on. We had a bat out on the front porch, you know, like we just, it's, it's crazy how big of a world travel baseball is, but really how small it is. 
Right, right. Yeah, it's, it's we're all in this together, and um, you know, especially that young too, and just truly at that at that age, you you love the game. Whereas you get older, you may not love it. You know, you're it's it's it becomes a job. But being, I think he was eight years old, if I'm not mistaken, um, yeah. you love the game yeah. at that point, and that's you know that's like you're smiling nonstop. That's something you truly love, and um, it's just it's tragic, you know, being being taken that young um again by a just a, a ridiculous act of of someone and again we're not going to give them any shine or anything because they don't deserve it but um it's 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 crazy i feel bad i feel terrible for the family and um just know for the family out there you know we're all supporting you and, and the teammates and the, the schools everything like that we're all in this together and again you saw it last friday with the ja uh, jerseys for jackson which was awesome one of the coolest moments i've ever seen yeah, yeah, I couldn't agree more. You know, it's just it's a tragic situation. You know, and it's never a good time. But man, right before Christmas and stuff right. like that, and people just don't understand. You know, like like you're changing somebody's life forever. You know, like it's not, it's just not, it's not okay. Right. <laughs> you know, we have to be better. We got to be better. Yep. You know, one way or another. I don't know if you just need more baseball in your life or something. But you know, we. we we got to be better, people. Yeah. Like, it just got to happen. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that. Um, so, yeah, you know, shout out and prayers to, to Jackson and his family. Um, we're all with you there. And um, with that being said, we're, we're going to hop into Wisconsin, you know, where Jackson was from, um, and hop into it with the nine new rankings here. So these are the end of the season 2021 rankings. So if you were if you were nine U last year, this this will be reflected to that. So um, with the nine U state rankings here for end of twenty twenty one, again we usually try to do ten teams here. We have five for the nine U rankings. It's uh you know we just we just didn't feel like we had a strong ten there. And and again we may be missing teams here, so please let us know if we are. But um we we did we did five here, top five. So uh, number five we had Whitefish Bay Junior Blue Dukes. Number four, we had the Greenfield Junior Hawks. And number three, we had PTA with a record of 38-8-1. Number two, we had New Berlin Pumas with 37-6 and six record. And number one ranked team for 9U, we had the Landon Stoneman Blue with a record of 22-5. and five. So, you know, Andrew, it's, uh, you know, pretty, you know, just top five here. Um, you got to feel like they're going to make a big move this coming season for, for 10U. You're going to start to see other teams hop in here. Um yeah, it, it, it's going to happen at some, at some point, probably this year. You you would imagine. I mean, you're going to have you're going to have these guys one year under their belts going to be huge. And and to be completely honest, you know, we we look at their at their game changer stuff. We don't know what their ages are. I mean, they some of these yeah. teams might be playing up a year or two. Uh, I know when I was in eight U, I did eight U two years in a row. And if you based us off of our first year of eight U. Uh, me and you wouldn't be talking right now <laughs> because we wouldn't even know each other. So, you know, it, it, a lot of these guys probably playing up a little bit. You know, some of these kids are probably coming either straight from T-ball. Some could be coming straight from machine pitch. Some of these teams might still be doing some machine pitch in their tournaments and stuff. So, you know, it, big shout out to Wayne and Stoneman uh, Blues there at 22-5. and five, Had a great season uh, in everything. Um, same with you know New Berlin Pumas at thirty-seven and six. That's a lot of games. Yeah. Uh, for for an eight for an eight U team or for yeah no nine, nine U, U right yep. nine U yeah. So I mean that's that's a lot of games. Um. So so good for them. They're they're going after it. They're doing their thing. And you know we're not here to judge. 
on that too much. But you know, again, this just goes to show, hey, if, if we're missing you, add us to Game Changers. Get us on there. Let us know so that we can start ranking these teams better. Right. Couldn't agree more. And, yeah, like you said, they're they're playing the game. So, you know, I expect to see this division kind of get a little stronger this coming season. Um, you know, look out for New Berlin and PTA. with Good records last year. Um, yep. Over to the 10U division for last year. At number one or number 10, we have the Waukesha Blazers. Um, number nine, I'm going to have a tough one pronouncing this one, but it's uh, is it Okonomowoc. Okonomowoc. Yeah. Five. <laughs> we'll just call them the OC5. OC5. <laughs> OC5 with a record 25 and 19. Uh, number eight, Muskego Storm, 27, 7 and 1. Uh, number seven, Benny Elite with a record of 22, 13 and 1. Uh, six, PTA Cardinal, 38, 8 and 1. Uh, number four, Greenfield Hawks, 42, 9 and 1. Number four, Pewaukee Pirates, 31, 5 and 1. Number three, ISA Futures, 26 and 4. And number two, the Milwaukee Angels White with a record of 59 and 12. And number one, from the same program, we got Milwaukee Angels Red with a record of 57, 9 and 1. I think you're going to, and that's going to be a common theme here throughout the rest of these rankings. I think you're going to start to see who that top organization is in the state here throughout these rankings. And I don't think it's going to be any secret. Um, as to who's the top, yeah, I organization, agree. yeah, and the, the Milwaukee Angels, they just they do a great job over there, and specifically this uh, tenure team last year, I've seen them both play, and, and the white team specifically, they hit the ball all over the place. They got a, a couple of big guys that can just mash. Um, they, you know, they don't be surprised to see them hit, you know, two three homers in a game. And uh, the the other team, the red team, they uh. Their pitching is unbelievable. One of the strongest pitching staffs I've seen in the Midwest. Uh, they have they have two, you know, I would say legit aces that you know just have a great breaking ball, throw the ball hard, and uh, you know play defense and just a, a real real good team and uh, well coached over. Uh, Coach Holly over there does a great job, and uh, you know it's a strong division. Uh, the 11U strong division. You know I'm, I'm looking right here, just number seven, Benny Elite. You know I, I think they're down there a little bit because they didn't play the amount of games as some of these other teams. But I saw Benny Lee play over at the TBR World Series last year, and they have an ace too. And he might be better than anyone else out there. He's he's a stud. Um, Isn't it crazy how good these 10-year-olds yeah. and stuff are? You know, like when I was 10, I wasn't throwing the ball 60 miles. No, I can right. guarantee you that. Uh, over to 11U for last season. Uh, coming in at number 10, we had the Muskego Warriors at 27-10. and 10. Uh, number nine, Landon Stoneman, twenty-three and fourteen. Number eight, Cali Region Extreme, twenty and ten. Number seven, New Berlin Magic, twenty-six, twelve and two. Number six, GRB Green, thirty-one, twenty and two. Number five, Greenfield Hawks, thirty, seventeen and two. Number four, Edgewood Black, twenty-three, eighteen and one. Number three, Sticks Academy Black Hair, thirty-seven, twenty-five and one. Number two, PTA, 47-14. And number one, right back at it here, Milwaukee Angels Red, 50-13. and 13. Surprise, uh, surprise. Yeah, you know, real similar record to the 10 you here, 50-13 uh, while playing some top competition. Um, like you said, yeah, not, not really a surprise here when it comes to this, right? Yeah, I mean, don't 
don't sleep on that PTA team or sticks yeah. team. They'll they'll jump up and get you. But the one thing that sticks out to me on all these rankings here and these records, look at all the ties. Yo, from ninety all the way down. I've I've never seen that many teams have that many tie ball games, which just tells me one thing is that there's good parity within Wisconsin. Yeah. Like they're they play each other tough. And what that also tells me is that they're probably they're likely, especially in the case of Milwaukee Angels, they're likely going out of state quite a bit. They're probably in Indiana quite a bit, uh in, in Illinois and stuff, you know, a good handful of times. And I mean they're they're playing the top teams. You know, they're playing the top teams, they're they're tying the top teams, they're beating the top teams, they're not they're not shying away. I just think it's 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 crazy to see that many teams with ties on the in in their in the record. Yeah, right. No, that's a good point. And it's yeah, like you said, it's kind of bunched up together here. Um, you know, look out for the PTA teams here, the Sticks Black, um, the Edge Black team. I I know the Angels, yeah, they're playing the top competition, um, like most of these teams, but the Angels come over to Illinois State Tournament every year. They're in that. Um, I saw them at TVR World Series last year. Uh, they're over at Super Select. They're all over the place and, you know, playing the top competition. But, yeah, th- this, this age group seems to be, you know, you look at it from – I don't know, three to ten. It looks like those teams can kind of go any way on any given day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, it's which is what you want. Right. You don't want your top team being by far and away. You have to play two years up because your own age group isn't going to be able to hack it with you. You know, like right. that's not. And quite frankly, those top teams, those number one teams, they don't want it like that either. True. You know, they want they want to play kids their own age. You know, like. It's just good to see that, you know, in, in teams, 53 and 16, they lost 16 games. There's another team on here, number seven, Sticks. Oh, that's the 12U team. 13 games. Sticks Black at 11U lost 25 games, right? Number three. Guys, what that says is we're not being biased towards you have to have a perfect record. We all we don't care about perfect records. We'll, I remember the Michigan teams, that, that Warriors 10U team last year, they were dang near 500 on the season, but they were still ranked high in our rankings. You know, like, what we're looking for teams, and this is a great example for Sticks Black, 37-25-1, those games, they're playing dudes. Right. And that's why they're losing. And they could get smoked by those dudes, or they could lose by one, or they could win. But they're playing them. So just play them. It doesn't help your team if you're an elite team playing a community team. It doesn't help your ball players. No. Go out and play it. And for, furthermore, let's be honest, I don't want to like, you know, say anything bad about ranking young teams and stuff like that, but we do the rankings really matter. Right, right. You know, like it's just fun for us more than anything. Yep. You know, like go play them. Go play the teams. Who cares? Right. Yeah, as a coach, you shouldn't you shouldn't care too much. It's 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 for the players really to see the hard work, you know, paying off and being recognized and everything. And yeah, that's that's a great point. Thirty seven, twenty five, and one record, and and a number three ranking. And you know, there's plenty of teams below them with way less losses. And you know, it just shows shows you that you got to play the best and that's what's going to get you there and get you ranked at at the top and just going out. And because like I said, we're looking at 
in depth here. We're not just looking right. at your record. We're not looking at championships. We're looking at who you play. So that's and here's important. the other thing. Here's the other thing. If if you if you deem that at your tournament that you are scheduled for, that you have done all your planning for, if you sit there and say, you know what, our age division just doesn't have the teams that we want to play, go play up. The tournament director will let you play up. And that's going to speak more to us as ranking you than you just going in there and beating every team by 20 runs and walking away. I did that one time last year, and it didn't help my team. And I don't want to do that. So we started playing up. Just if, If the teams aren't there, that's fine in your own age group. Then show us by playing up. Yep. Challenge your kids. Yep, challenge them in any way you can. It's it's what's most important. Uh, over to the 12U division here, number 10, we had Kawaskum Tribe. I, I think I said that right. It's close enough. It's as good as it's going to get. Uh, 28 and 16 last year. Number 9, Muskego Warriors, 44, 18, and 1. Uh, we got the Hitters. 49 32 and I love two. that name man yeah and that, that's a that's a team that uh you know as you get older that team really pops up so I'm looking forward to seeing you know that 13 new division next year um as they get older that's a team that really stands out it's a, it's more of a, a a team that gets better when you get older so excited yeah, I, for that. I, I love that I love just the, the hitters yeah, like, right no the no no right. no town nothing just we're just Hitter. Yeah, right. We're the we're the guys here, and that's it's it's it. Simple. <laughs> One word. Who the dudes that walk up to the uh, to the uh, plate with a bunch of country ass songs coming on and all that other kind of stuff? And that's <laughs> that's what they are. We just yep. walk up with hitters. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> and they are man. Forty nine, thirty two, and two last year. Uh, number seven, Sticks Academy Black, thirty four, twenty five, and one. Uh, number six, GRB Rays Green, thirty-seven, seventeen, three. Number five, GTS Elite, forty-nine and sixteen. Number four, GRB Black, fifty, twelve and one. Number three, Muskego Storm, forty-six, three and two. Number two, Benny Elite, thirty-five and six. It's and a surprise. Yeah, number one, right back <laughs> at it, Milwaukee Angels Red, fifty-three, sixteen and one. Uh, shout out to Milwaukee Angels Red, three ages in a row, ten, eleven, twelve, coming in at number one. Um, you know, but this twelve U division is this is the best division in the state, from what I'm seeing here. It's strong. Um, it, I, I mean, you look at the your hitters at number eight, forty-nine, thirty-two. Uh, Mosquito Warriors, forty-four and eight, thirty-two. 32 losses. We're yeah. talking about 32 losses, guys. They're playing a ton of games, man. 49 and 32 and 2. Are you kidding me? At, at, at 12 years old, man, that's a ton of games. And they're just going out there and just playing, man. They lost 32 games. It's so important for the kids to lose. It's okay to lose, guys. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. And yeah, they're playing top competition. You know, and I'm looking at these these teams too, and I know they play these top competition. Um, the Benny Elite team, 35 and six. I've seen them at some top tournaments. Another great organization. Yeah, phenomenal organization. They had a couple of kids on the uh, Midwest NTIS team. Um, one kid specifically, I've seen them pitch a little bit. Kids a stud. Uh, Miss Giggle Storm. I, I've talked to those guys over there. 46, three and two record. Um, and they're trying to build their schedule up, get it a little stronger. They played a, a, a solid schedule last year and trying to bring it to the next level. But, you know, that's almost 50 That's what, fifty games there, over 50 games, and only lost three times. That's a, that's a phenomenal season. Yeah, that's that's incredible. Now, 
like you said, they're trying to beef up their schedule a little bit. What that record kind of tells me a little bit is that they may have been playing, they may be that open team that potentially played at that AAA level type type of gig. But nonetheless, man, you, I don't care if you're playing all community teams, you know, typically you don't just lose three games in a season. No, right. You know, no matter, no matter what, especially when you're playing 51. Yeah, I'm with you. Like that's that's an incredible record, and and the ranking shows it. And I think you did the right thing, or we did the right thing with with the Milwaukee Angels being number one ahead of them. And it's just because we know that the Milwaukee Angels are going to go out and just they're going to play hit dogs, and they're going to play Hawks Gold, and they're going to play Upper Arlington, and they're going to play all those teams and and stuff, and they they really don't care. Right, they're going to play the top competition each and every week. Um, the other thing that stands out, you got two GRB teams here in the top six. Um, again, awesome, similar to the Milwaukee Angels in that tenure division. Just cool seeing multiple teams from the same program in the top ten. Just just shows you know the good baseball players that they're building, and it really speaks to the development that's going on there. Especially at the older ages, right? I mean, yeah. that means that these teams, that GRB, both those GRB teams have probably been together for years. Sure. You know, so. Yeah. They've been able to grow together. Second baseman knows shortstop's always going to be there. Shortstop knows second baseman's always going to be there. You know, it's important to keep the kids together. And once you get to these older divisions, like you said about hitters and, and stuff, you know, and, and Benny Elite, you know, Benny Elite, when you get into those older ages, they, they're not so concerned about their records or rankings or anything when they're in the younger ages. They're, they're developing their players to be able to become great high school players get into college, get yourself a scholarship, and go on from there type thing. So they don't really care at that 9, 10, 11-year-old age group. Right. What they care about is when they get into middle school, high school, now that's when those showcase teams start showing up. And that's when you start seeing the really legit organizations pop up. Yeah, no, you nailed it. I, I think that it's it's all about getting to that age level. So that's that's awesome to hear. Uh, over to the thirteen U division here, uh, coming in at number nine, we got Nina Rockets, fifteen and fourteen record. Number nine, GRB Yellow, twenty eight seventeen and one. Number eight, Bronco Select, twenty nine fourteen and one. Number seven, JBA Clutch, twenty two and four. Number six, PTA, thirty six twenty and two. Number five, Hit Machine. Uh, 26, 11, and 1. Number 4, Sticks Red, 36, 11, and 1. Number 3, GRB Green, 42, and 14. And uh, number 2, the hitters, 64, 16, and 1. And number 1 for the 13-year division last season, Wisconsin Elite, 50, and 6. Uh, this, this is a strong top two here, Wisconsin Elite hitters. Just two very, very good teams here. Um, you know, two teams that aren't afraid to play anybody. They're traveling all over. Uh, this 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 top two is strong here. Like, just dudes. Yeah. You know, just, just absolute dudes. Just dudes that are going to at least go play Division two baseball someplace. Division three. I mean, you know, it's hard to say at 13U, right? But you, you can start seeing. That's when that's when talent starts separating at right. that point. And with with these two teams, I mean, they're just talent to top to bottom. They have strong pitchers. They have strong fielders. They have strong catchers. They got strong hitters. Like, you know, one through nine are probably better than a lot of teams one through four. Right. You know, like, you know, 
it's just like these guys are just teams. Yeah, just uh, just just strong teams here. You know, I'm interested to see these two teams specifically as they get a little bit older. Like you said, they're going to have some top prospects here. And you know, these other teams are too. Don't get me wrong, but these two teams, um, I saw I saw some Wisconsin League kids down in Florida last year. Uh, just you, you could tell that you got some Division One athletes on this team here, and uh, excited to see where it goes from here. But uh, no Milwaukee Angels at this age, so it's good to see another team uh, take over number one ranking here. And uh, you know, just good people over in Wisconsin. I've gotten to know these these teams a little bit. And, uh, you know, Benny Elite, uh, Milwaukee Angels, and, uh, you know, working on some things with them. Uh, shout out to my guy over at the Milwaukee Angels, Ty Ramirez, does a good job with his, uh, his team specifically. Good dude. Uh, just, uh, you know, good people over there in Wisconsin and, you know, well-deserved of these rankings over here. Let me, uh, let me give another shout out to, uh, to somebody in the Milwaukee Angels because I'm, I'm looking at their U-Triple-S-A here. And the team manager is Nicole Lutz, and she does it for everybody. So shout out to their team manager, Nicole Lutz. <laughs> yeah. You know, she she literally has done every team except for the uh, 11, uh, 11 U major team. So <laughs> she's, she's, you know, good for her. Right. It's the little things there. That That's awesome to see. I, I love that. I'm glad you brought that up brought that up because that's what we're all about giving people shout outs and uh you know deserve credit so shout out to you but you said it was nicole right shout out nicole Watts. yes yes love sir. it love it shout out to nicole uh i want to go over to uh the midwest rankings here let's hop over to nine u for the wisconsin teams that made the top 50 midwest rankings here nine u number 25 we had landman stillman coming in number 31 new berlin pumas Number 32, we had PTA. Number 35, Greenfield Junior Hawks. And number 50, Whitefish Bay Junior Blue Dukes here. So all five teams from that 9U division made it over to the top 50 Midwest ranking. So congrats to those teams. Uh, over to the 10U division for the Midwest rankings, we had number 8, Milwaukee Angels Red. Number 19, Milwaukee Angels White. Number 26, ISA Futures. Uh, shout out to the ISA Future team. I saw them play a couple times last year. They matched the ball. They hit. They hit all over the place. Uh, Love number twenty. It. Love yeah, they, they, Love uh, about right, and they, 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 that's an underrated team. And I saw them going to a few big tournaments this year. So excited to see them take the next step. I think it's one of those teams that realize where they're at. So um, excited to see them play. Uh, twenty nine, Pawaki Pirates. Number forty two, Greenfield Hawks. Number forty three, PTA. And number fifty, Benny Elite. That's for the 10U division last year. Uh, over to the 11U division for the Midwest rankings, we had none other than number 7, Milwaukee Angels Red, uh, number 21, PTA, and number 24, Sticks Academy Black. Over to the 12U division Midwest rankings last year, number 7, Milwaukee Angels Red. Uh, so that's it's number 8, number 9, ni number 8, number 19 at 10U, uh, number 7 at 11U, and over to number 7 at 12U. That's that's pretty impressive, isn't it? <laughs> uh, number eight, Benny Elite, right behind them, seven and eight from Wisconsin. Uh, well, again, two. man, want to see those two teams go at it? Yeah, that, I, I bet you that's gonna that would be it. Oh man, that's a good one. Yeah, that's a good point. You got you got you know two top ranked top ten ranked teams from uh, Wisconsin area. That'd be a good one. I, I, I'm sure we could find that. Maybe set it up if we need to. Whatever yes, it takes. Sir. <laughs> uh, number 12, Muskego Storm, right right behind them there. So just outside uh, the top 10. Number 21, GRB Black. Number 25, GTS Elite. Number 35, GRB Rays. And number 38, Sticks Academy Black. 
Number 45, we got the hitters. And number 48, Muskego Warriors. And that is the 12U division. And let's get over to the 13U division. But, uh, you know, that, that division was strong there. It had a bunch of teams ranked in the in the top 50. Yeah, their, their 12U division is hands down the best division in the state. You know, it's just – I don't think anybody from the state would argue with us on that one. They're, they're, they're hands down the best division in the state. Yeah, it's deep. It's real deep. They, they got, you know, like I said, 1 through 10 there. You just You just don't know what you're going to get. Which is great for that division, right? Because they're top teams. They don't have to travel out of state to play top teams. They can just play each other. They're all top. Right, right. Good point. Uh, Over to the 13U division uh, for the Midwest rankings, we had, uh, let's see, Wisconsin Elite coming in at number five. Wisconsin Elite talked about how great that team is. And over to number 10, we had the hitters. Again, just a great team. Excited to see what they do this season. Number 14, GRB Green. Number 14, GRB Green. And then all the way down to, I think that's it. Oh, no, we got number 49. Yeah, 49 PTA. Um, you know, shout out to PTA. Just a real scrappy ball club here. We've got a bunch of teams ranked in, in the top 50 for them. I'm just I'm just overly impressed with this Wisconsin Elite team. You know, and I obviously I have a little bit of bone in the in the race here being from Michigan. And we had to hold the number two and number three team in Michigan. Uh, at Hawks Gold and, and Motor City Elite uh, there, I, I would love, love nothing more than to, to get Wisconsin Elite over over in Michigan here and set up a doubleheader and let them play Hawks Gold and, and Motor City there and just, just see what they – see what we got going. Yeah, full day of it. Yeah, those, those are – uh, those are three strong teams, man. That's that would be that would be fun to watch. Um, yeah, that's that division's strong, man. That thirteen U division is tough, it's especially tough. the top. Like you said, the yeah. top two teams. I mean, the top two teams have definitely separated themselves. Yeah, in that in that division, but they're so strong that it makes that whole division that much stronger. Yeah, good point. Right, right, because of their names and what they've done. Uh, I want to give a shout out to the teams that had multiple teams and were ranked in our state rankings here. Uh, so multiple teams from the program. Uh, we had Landon Stoneman had two teams ranked from their program. The hitters had two teams ranked from the program. Mus- Muskego Warriors, two teams ranked from their program. Muskego Storm, two teams ranked from their program. Benny Elite, two teams from their program. Uh, Sticks Academy, uh, three teams from their program. Uh, Greenfield had three teams. Uh, Milwaukee Angels had four. PTA had four. And GRB had five, I believe. GRB with five. Yeah, so, um, you know, again, you're able to see these top programs here. If you're traveling to Wisconsin for a tournament, trying to get up there, they got some great fields over in Muskego. You got some at the Rock over there in the Milwaukee area. So, you know, you want to look for those teams that I just named there. Well, and TBR's coming over there. Oh yeah, they got a tournament coming over there. They yeah, got a they're... tournament over uh, off Lake Michigan someplace. Yep, yep, they're over there. So look for these, you know, top teams that are going over there. Um, these are the ones you want to play if you're coming over to Wisconsin. Those, these top programs: the Angels, Benny Lee, PTA, GRB, um, Sticks, the Muskego teams, the Hitters, Wisconsin Elite. Those are the guys you want to play when you're heading over to Wisconsin. So, yeah, shout-out to Wisconsin one more time. You know, I'm excited to see where you guys do this coming season. Um, it's got some good, some strong teams over there, and looking forward to checking them out this coming season. 
I'm looking, I, so am I, man. I'm, I'm actually, I mean, again, we know who the top teams are. I'm looking to see who that middle of the road team is going to be that takes that step. Yeah. That, that advances, you know, like, you, Wisconsin, and this is no slight to Wisconsin at all, but they're not really known for baseball. Like, that's, that's not, you know, they're, they're known for their football teams and stuff like that. You know, like, it's, they're not known for their travel baseball. So, I think these Wisconsin teams could jump up and get anybody in the, in the state, anybody in the country type thing, um, as long as they're within the same realm as they are, as far as, right. as, as skill level goes. But, you know, I'm just curious, hey, Wisconsin teams, who's my, who's, I want to know, and, you know, leave in the comments or anything like that, anywhere that you want on our Facebook page or anything, I want to know that team that is the sneaky good team. Sure. The, the one that's going to sneak up on somebody, the one that, that we're going to be talking about next year at this time saying that was that team that everybody said was going to be good, but nobody knew about them yet. Right, the one in that four to six type of ranking that um, yeah. you know can very easily go to number one and just yeah, like you said, sneak up and get you uh, on a Sunday. So yeah, let us know, let us know those top teams. If we missed you out there, make sure you let us know. We'll have the preseason rankings coming out here in a couple months. But uh, shout out Wisconsin. So looking forward to seeing you guys this coming season. Uh, let's hop over to our tournament spotlight that we do each and every week. Been breaking down some top tournaments. Uh, each and every week and you know letting you guys know where teams are going you know if you want to join these top tournaments if you want to watch these top tournaments if you just want to follow them along whatever that may be um, but you know definitely wanted to hop into uh, over to the goat glove tournament in oak forest illinois um, may 26th through may 30th and uh, ran by my guy mike Strayle over there oak forest baseball you know this is a uh, I, I don't know how too familiar you are with this one andrew but it's a uh, it's it's started off as kind of a local tournament and it's it's built itself up to kind of like a you know a pretty strong like national well, I tournament mean, heck, you're, you're giving away 2000 people are gonna come <laughs> right, you, know, right. like, yeah. you know people are gonna come to to get an a2000 you know and and that's gonna attract your bigger teams right you know like it i mean i'm looking at the lineup here and just tell you i mean we're talking about the red neighborhood renegades the kangaroos the sparks you know like I mean, there's some dudes coming to this tournament, and you're just sitting there going, "Well, yeah, it, I'd go to it too if you're gonna pass out eight two thousand Right, right. You know? yeah, yeah. In fact, that's one of the things that that we look for as coaches. You know, like tourney directors, take a note from our guy here at the Goat Glove Tournament. Okay, kids are tired of medals. We're tired of parents are tired of storing trophies. They just collect dust. They want the rings. They want the mitts. We know you guys are making the money on them. Let's go ahead and give it back to the kids. That's what it's about in the first place. Right, right. That that is what it's all about. It's doing the little things and you know doing it for the kids. And you know Mike does a good job over there with this tournament and recognizes that it is for the kids. And um, you know every dollar that they make from it goes back into their program. It's uh you know they not just have their travel teams, but they have their park district teams, the um, non-travel ball teams. So it's like, you know, they're putting the money into it and, and, and everything that they make off of it, it's going back into the program and they're doing it for the kids. And, you know, those gloves, yeah, like you said, man, we're, we're those kids are sick of the trophy. So gloves, you know, the rings, those are those are what they want to see. And yeah, this you make- 12U division is crazy. 
Yeah, let, let's hop into it. So we got 10U here. I'm um, looking at the list right here. We got both Cangelosi Sparks teams. You got Flash from Indiana, real good ball club there. Uh, Kendall County Rebels from Illinois, real tough team. You got the Naperville Renegades, who was our number one in Illinois, and I think number two in the Midwest, I believe, if not number three. Um, and you got Rhino over there. So uh, loaded 10U division right off the bat. You know, that's, I, I don't good. know. Like, you got five or six teams that can win that. Yeah, yeah, you got five or six teams that can win that at that young age, too. You deserve an A2000 if you can get out of there. Right, right. I agree, <laughs> especially at that young age, sometimes for kind of a quote-unquote local tournament, you, you, if you're a Naperville renegade, you kind of expect to kind of, I don't want to say walk through it, but, you know, feel confident in your in your in Yeah, your you have direction. home field advantage. Right, right, but not this you, one. You know, you have home field advantage and stuff, and they probably got into it a while ago there, and, then all of a sudden, Mike's passing out A2000s, and all of a sudden, they don't just get a free A2000. They got 24. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's, that's what probably some teams do. They're like, hey, I'm hopping in this early. But I think the way he's built it up by now, it's you know what you're getting when you when it comes to this tournament. It's a, it's a top tournament. Uh, over to 11U Division, it, this is strong, too. You got the Bartlett Rebels out of Illinois. Uh, both Milwaukee Angels teams, so we just talked about that right there. Uh, Holler's team, great pitching. Uh, my guy Ty's team over there, uh, good, good smashing team they hit the ball over the place you got uh phenom out of illinois real good team i'm expecting them to make a big jump this year i think we had them at number four in the illinois rankings but um they're very capable of going to number one this year just uh good pitching um shout out to my guy todd over there head coach over there real does a fantastic job with his kids uh rhino baseball you got sparks gutierrez over there and you got the upper deck cougars yeah and let's just let's just round it off with the number one team in the uh in the state and upper deck why yeah, not right right yeah, <laughs> yeah we'll throw them in there at the bottom yeah it's, uh, it's uh, again loaded there 11 you and I, this this division's cool because you got teams from all over here um you got north side of illinois uh, south side of Illinois, um, you got Milwaukee coming down, so it's uh, it you know it's it's, it's a battle. It, it's not easy. Yeah. <laughs> Again, you deserve that mitt. <laughs> yes, right. I agree. Yeah, it's 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 not like one of those tournaments that hey, if you win, hey, great, you know, throw it in the trophy case, whatever. It's yeah, like, awesome. awesome. Thank you for this medal. That's yeah, yeah. where I went to. This ain't soccer tournament, directors. Right. Let's get some mitts off there. <laughs> Over to twelve U division. Uh, pretty. Again, pretty loaded one here. Uh, you got Sparks O'Neill team, um, real, real good team out of the Cangelosi Sparks program. Um, you got Flash Baseball out of Indiana. Milwaukee Angels making the way down. Uh, Naperville Renegades, who, you know, one of the top teams in the entire country. Oakland Lightning, that's a team to watch out for. They are tough and and, and they're going to present the show. I, I promise you that. Rhino Baseball, you got top tier. You got top tier Michigan coming over, um, and you got both White Sox ace teams here. So, uh, and you got the watch out for that top tier Michigan team. I'm telling you, man, there is that that team is no joke. Yeah, that team's tough. I've seen them play. Um, they got a couple guys, two, three kids that just uh, that, that really stand out, and that's a good team. Uh, thing that stands out to me for this division, you got four different states here. You got Illinois, you got Ohio, you got Wisconsin, you got Michigan um, for a local tournament. That's that's impressive, and, it, and it's not just some random team coming in. You got Ohio Elite, Milwaukee Angels, top tier Michigan uh, from out of state. Those are those are top ranked teams. Yeah, I I mean. The, the team that kind of stands out to me that could shock some people is that Ohio Heat. 
Yeah, right. Yeah, I, I think that they could shock some teams. Right. If, if you don't take them serious, they'll they could jump up and get you. Yeah, that and you know they're coming, and it probably means a little bit more to them coming from that far. Right. Um, who who wants to drive that far and go over? Right. They're they're coming. They're gonna throw their dudes yep. right off the rip because they're trying to win some baseball games. Yep. I couldn't agree more. And uh, look out for the White Sox Aces teams. The White Sox Ace takes place. Uh, this is their first year. They start at 12. You saw them play this fall, and uh, they're absolutely loaded, like they are at every age level. So uh, look out for them. Uh, over the 13U division, again, I mean, every division is loaded, but uh, Chicago Elite, you got Lake County, uh, Naperville Renegades, um, you got Oak Forest over there, you got a good 13U team, uh, you got Rhino, you got Top Tier, you got Upper Deck, you got both Aces teams, um, again, just, just strong, it's, uh, I mean, again, you're not going to get any easy games here in this tournament. No, uh, another name shout out to Dinger Baseball. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great name. That is a great name. Yeah, yeah, that's that's different. I like that. It's uh, again straight to the point, no stuff or anything. Watch out for those teams, man, because if if they're naming themselves after hitting, I could I could probably tell you they're gonna hit. Yeah, they they better be able to. <laughs> uh, over to the fourteen U division, you got the Burbank Cobras, you got Naperville Renegades, you got a uh, St. Louis Thunder coming down, and you got top tier. So those are the ones that stand out. But again, another strong division. Uh, you know this tournament's awesome to me. You know May twenty sixth, May thirtieth, Oak Forest, Illinois. This is uh, this is cool to me. See a local tournament build up to be kind of a Midwest top tournament. It's a uh, it's 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 what the game's all about. It's about changing things up and doing things differently, and you know building something from the ground up. It's uh, so you know shout out to Mike over there. He's done a great job, and this is one you're gonna want to watch for if if you like travel baseball you know make sure you're following along uh on tourney machine we're going to be out there actually for that tournament and uh doing some things there so this is one you're going to want to see i am excited for it early in the season too so this is this is going to be one of the ones you want to look out for yeah i can't wait and we'll have more updates on that we'll do uh, as we get a little bit closer we'll do some uh predictions on that we're not we're not going to get into that yet we got to see how things play out in the off season but that's what i'm excited about once we do into these tournament spotlights kind of you know, given our predictions here for these top tournaments and, um, you know, what we feel like, given our final fours, whatever that may be, uh, that's going to be fun. Give uh, give yeah. people some motivation. Again, you know, coaches, parents, players, don't take it to heart if, if we don't pick your team. You know, this is, this is supposed to just be fun. You know, and if anything, we don't pick your team. Hey, man, now you got a chip on your shoulder. Yeah. Like, hey, you should have picked our team. Right. You know, like, go out there and, and prove it. So prove us wrong. Right. I, I, I love being proved. It's, it doesn't happen very often, yet, but I love being proved wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, same here. Yeah, my wife will tell you differently, but that's what I say, too. <laughs> so, yeah, shout out to uh, Oak Forest Baseball for that tournament. Um so with that being said, let's hop into our first guest here. I got Joe Benny coming on uh, from Benny Elite. A great dude over there, runs a great program. So uh, let's hop over into that right now. Here we go, Joe. All right, everybody, welcome back. I have Joe Benny on the line with us here from Benny Elite out of Wisconsin. Joe, what's going on, man? Not too much. I appreciate you guys having me on. Yeah, no doubt, man. It's uh, I'm excited to have you on. Really looking forward to this one. Benny Elite out of the Wisconsin area. 
you know, talk about this program, man. I, I, I love what I see, the direction you guys are going here. Um, you know, where are you guys headed? I, you know, I, I was looking over the website actually yesterday, and uh, you know, what you guys are building looks really cool. Um, the facility looks awesome. You guys looks looks like you guys are building some more things going on there. So, you know, where's this program going? It looks like it's going in the right direction to me. Yeah, I, I take it day by day. You know, hopefully the end goal is player development at the end of the day, and wherever that goes, um, we're trying to build organically. Uh, we really put an emphasis on the lower age groups. You know, we started with 10 and 11 U at you know, 2019. And, uh, you know, kind of when we add on, it's always adding that new 10 U group. Uh, you know, I know a lot of programs, they, they put an emphasis on high school kids. Um, to me, you know, the, the foundation should be laid and they should be, you know, should be building up upon that. So they, they're, they're ready for college baseball. Because as everyone knows, in high school and college, their job is not to develop you. It's to win games. You know, their jobs are on the line. So I want to prep them so, you know, my kids are playing or are ready as freshmen, whether it's high school or college. Um, so wherever that kind of takes us, you know, I'm along for the ride. I, you know, as a business man, I guess, in a sense, you know, I have my forecast, I have my plans. But, um, you know, we, we have a nice little facility here that we've had since 2019 that we're renovating and making, you know, opening up more space. And then, you know, in the two-year picture, we're looking at purchasing land and um, building either, you know, baseball complex, you know, fields for our players or, you know, adding on to another facility as well. So you kind of take it day by day, but yeah, I love that. you talk about being kind of the businessman too, you know, <clears throat> looking over the website, it's one of the, you know, it's a compliment here. It's one of the cleanest websites I've seen out of any team. Um, it's, it's very professional. So like it stands out to you. And to me, that kind of speaks, you know, about your program here. It's not, you know, some, you know, no offense to some teams out there, league lineup websites and everything like that. This is a business for you here and it's about the kids and building that up. So, you know, I imagine you carry that over to what you're building here is, you know, it's a, it's professional here. And as you're trying to be the best and, and grow and, and you know be one of the top teams out there. No, yeah, you know, spot on. I mean, this is this is my livelihood. This is what I do. I love the game of baseball. Um, I was very fortunate to play at a high level. Um, you know, I was, you know, I was coached well growing up, and you know, I, I, when I had to stop playing. You know, it's just more so about you know sharing my knowledge. You know, originally I kind of blew up into a business overnight. You know, and um, kind of at first want to stay away from the travel teams just because you know parents sometimes, but uh, kind of just the demand for it. And like I said, we, we pr take our pride on doing things right. When we say educate, train, and inspire, we truly, we live by that. Um, you know, not just on the field, but off the field, we're big on classroom, you know, you know, not getting in trouble in school, have, you know, your grades, you know, are, are, are doing well. I'm not going to parent them or anything, but if their parents bring it to my attention, um, you know, the, we only suspend, you know, we'll suspend a kid, you know, for schoolwork or getting in trouble. Um, you know, I'll highlight them on our website or our Facebook, you know, if they're doing well in school. Uh, so we, we try to take it out there. And like I said, grow from there and, I think if we can instill things that, you know, translate off the baseball field, because realistically, you know, 1% might make it, you know, to a division one or, you know, professionally, and hopefully as many can go play college baseball, but at some point they're going to be professional and different, you know, and not in a baseball uniform, you know, they're going to be you know, in the workforce. And, you know, if I can instill things that carry over to that, then I think my job's, you know, I did my job. Yeah. You know, I, I really liked, uh, I really liked what you said there. A couple of things, you know, one, 1%. You know, it's it's not you're not you're the likelihood of you even making the minor leagues is ridiculously slim. The the likelihood that you're gonna even go play Division One college baseball, which there's hundreds of schools out there, is ridiculously slim. You know, so that's the first point. The second point that I really liked what you said was you know, building the organization from the lower ages and going up. That's something that hits hard, close to me because I coach a 10-year team myself here in Michigan. Um, I've had them since they 
a lot of them were six and seven years old, you know, and they've just been with me and they could keep on going and keep on growing um, as, as baseball players and as, as young kids uh, and everything. And I, I like how you're saying, you know, you, and this is just from a pure business standpoint too, you know, if you, if you bring the families in at the young age, like you're doing, like you're working on, they start to see how you, they see how you're developing them and they're less likely to go someplace else. They're going to want to stay with Benny Elite. You're going to turn them into the types of players that you want them to be, the types of kids that you want them to be, the types of adults that you hope to have them be and stuff. And I think that's really cool. And you brought up grades and that, that's kind of a good segue, you know, into this question here, you know, Talk more about the greats. Talk more about that kind of stuff. Talk talk more about the off the field stuff that that gets lost so much. You know, in my opinion, that that is such a huge thing is is off the field. I've had to suspend kids myself for bad grades or acting out in school or even talking back to their mom type thing. And I just I make sure that they know that it's it's not okay. So talk to me more about you know your experience with that your experience as a player yourself with, with off the field stuff, talk more to that point. I think it's so important to the kids to hear. Yeah. I grew up in in the Northeast, New York and Pennsylvania. And I had, you know, my parents were pretty strict on grades. You know, baseball was a, was a privilege, you know, it had to be earned through, you know, good grades in the classroom because, you know, you work hard in the classroom that translates off, that translates out of the classroom into, you know, what you're doing with your, your sports or any extracurricular activity. And what I tell the what I tell my players, I want you to be, you know, an asset to society, you know, regardless if it's in a baseball uniform or not. Um, and you're building good habits that, like I said, translate to everything you do. If you're not, I always tell them, if you're not going to work hard in the classroom, I don't care if you work hard on the field because you're not working hard on my field then. Because you know, the classroom is number one. On top of that, too, baseball they don't offer full scholarships. You got to be a good, you got to be good, doing well in the classroom and having good academic, you know, being very good academically because you need academic money to get to these schools you want to go to. You know, my brother went to University of Virginia. And, you know, that's a very tough academic school. He wouldn't have been able to play baseball there if he wasn't a good student. Um, and I think just putting that, you know, raising awareness of that and also prepping them for what a college is. And it's two full-time jobs. You're a student and you're, and you're an athlete. Um, and, you know, student and students first because it should be. You know, your degree is important, study hall and everything else. So, you know, if you can build and, you know, establish those work habits now and that work ethic now, um, I think they're only going to be better prepared for it in the future. Um, like I said, I don't look at myself necessarily as a baseball coach, more as a, a leader. I want to lead them. And, you know, on the field, we're, we're going to hold ourselves the right way. No arguing with umpires, you know, respect our opponents, you know, listen, you know, respect our teammates, respect our parents, you know, and then off the field as well in the classroom, you know, making sure things are done right. Um, because I tell them, you know, you don't, you don't just represent yourself, you represent your family, you're representing me because you're wearing my name on your jersey. Um, take pride in that um, and don't lose that privilege because it's all controllable. Yeah, I love how you mentioned, you know, you're wearing your name on the jersey, which is um, really cool to me. So it's not just, you know, the Blue Jays, random team names. This is this is your livelihood here, and you're putting your reputation on the line for these kids, and you want them to represent yourself well. And I, I've actually seen your ball, your ball club team uh, play a couple times last year, and, and I think you nailed it. You guys you guys carry yourselves well. Um, you guys are, are good people, good families there, um, and I, I think that it starts with you. Like you said, this is my name across the jersey at the end of the day um and you let's build it together let's build it from the ground up at the young ages and make this something great absolutely and game's a difficult game too like you know, on the baseball side of things and you, know, you gotta lay the foundation you know we I always tell my players you know tell you hey we might lose some games this year 
just because teams are tossing curveballs or they're physically bigger than me. I don't care. I don't lose sleep. If we lose games, I don't get sleep better if we win games. It's how you win, how you lose. I, I really can care less about the result. I have championship rings from pro ball and college that are in my basement somewhere. I don't look at how much $10 trophy is not going to make my day. But, you know, those teams we start facing them at 12, 13 years old, you know, and our foundation's labor building upon that each year. Also, that stuff's not playing anymore. You know, we're, you know, we're taking care of business on the field. So it's, you know, it's give and take and, you know, having them see that big picture, it's development. You know, you're here at 10, but my, my vision is preparing you for 16, 17, 18 and giving yourself the best chance to carry this on for four more years in college. And wherever that takes you beyond is out of our control. Half, you know, 90% of that's luck. Um, but if, you know, you can put yourself in position, you know, typically those that are lucky put themselves in the position to be lucky. So, right. It's, it's such a mental game. Yeah, it's it's such a mental game. It, it's, you know, as much as people want to sit there and say that it's a team sport, and yes, it is a team sport. It, it When you really look at it, man, it's it's you on an island making the play. It's you on an island throwing the ball across the plate. It's you on an island trying to hit it. So you got to be mentally tough, and that does start in school, and that starts outside of school, and that starts with – the positive nature that you guys at Benny have been instilling in the kids that it's okay to fail. It's that's, that's all part of the game. I love it. I love when they fail. I mean, we, 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 we make the practices so difficult. We over-exaggerate everything. And we always say, we're going to make you so, so comfortable being uncomfortable in practice because then in the game, it's fun. You know, you, you've already been through circumstances. This is the easy part. Let's have fun. And I, you know, I tell everyone, I talk more at church on Sundays than I do at games. It's because I'm letting my players play. Go play. You were trained. We, I trust you. We worked hard for a reason. Go play the game. You make a mistake. I don't care. We'll go over it at practice. We'll work on it. I'm not going to yell at you. Or I made a million of mistakes, so I'm not going to put. You know, I understand it sucks, and I understand you're probably feeling crappy. You know, we'll we'll get the answer. And guess what? You made that mistake, and now you understand what you did wrong. Let's work on it. Now it becomes a strength. So, and at this age, you know, you don't see enough of that. Unfortunately, you, you people are so consumed with winning, and I just don't understand that because um, no one, you know, when I got drafted, he didn't ask me my tenue, my tenue baseball record. So. <laughs> Um, yeah, I bingo, you bingo. Yeah, yeah, you, you nailed it there. I, I love that answer. And uh, you know, the championships are great at this age. It's about creating the experiences and creating a, a good person at this young age. And it's so important. And that's what I'm trying to do. That's what we're trying to do. Me and Andrew, a lot of other people, change the game of travel baseball in the Midwest and you know, hopefully everywhere else. It's just. It's not about, at the end of the day, about how many trophies you win. It's about coming together, becoming a man, becoming a woman, whatever it is, and uh, just being a good person and doing things the right way. And I'm glad you brought that up. And, um, you know, to me, you know, so you're drafted by the Oakland A's 2013, I believe, uh, mm -hmm. second baseman. So to me, this is this is really cool because you got kids playing for you that that did it. Um, and there's nothing wrong with the coaches that didn't do it. But to me, you know, you did it. You've been there. You've experienced it. Um, you know. Talk about the difference between coaching and playing and, and, and the adjustment you make. And um, I know it's different, but I imagine you love it just as much, as, if not more. Yeah, I, I love coaching. I love it more just because you make an impact. You know, I love playing. Um, I love the very, I love the very, I would still be playing if I could. I, I had an injury, I had nerve damage in my wrist that I sustained in 2014, kind of played through for the next couple of years that kind of just took a toll where I couldn't do it anymore. But um, I loved it. But I love coaching because I, I get, like I said, I get the impact, I get to inspire a little bit. Um, and share my knowledge that I was very blessed, you know, you know, to get. So, um, I, I, yeah, I love it. The playing was awesome. And it allowed me to do what I do now. So I can't, I think it's just a strength that I got to play as far as I did and get to, you know, you know, I, I played against and against Bellinger, you know, everyone that's on TV now against Trout, Big League Cali, which Matt Chapman with metal, I've played with them all. 
I've seen them all up close and personal. I got to learn from a lot of them. Um, you know, cool. Ricky Henderson and I spent a lot of one-on-one time together in Instructs. Um, I got to talk to Manny Ramirez a bit. Got to play against Manny Ramirez. I, and when you see that kind of level of play, it kind of just opens your eyes to really what's out there and you know what they do differently. And then there's a lot of innate things that and there's uh, that natural things, but also a lot of things that can be taught and or some things that are overemphasized. I think one thing that I see in you know sports, everyone's a hitting guru trying to recreate a swing where it's like, listen, man, this a good swing is the tip of the iceberg. You know, anyone could have good mechanics. You know, there's so much more that goes into hitting, you know, him creating ground force or his rotation of the barrel. None of that makes him a good hitter. Like, yeah, that's cool. But anyone get that. What makes him a good hitter is the timing part of it. And that's what I learned in pro ball, the approach, the timing. That's what separates us 100% offensively in our organization. Um, it's something we preach. I tell you one thing, we don't work on mechanics like one bit at any of our practices. And all of them end up having good swings because they understand how to utilize a swing. You know, you can have a great swing, but if you don't know how to hit, it doesn't matter. You know, so we that's the stuff I learned in my professional career that I think has been able to carry over here, you know, just small defensive things, you know, limiting, simplifying the game. That's really, that's what they always said in pro ball, simplify the game. It is a simple game. It's all about repetition. You know, there's not probably, there's no program in the country, including probably college base runs more than us or practices it. Cause that makes it, that makes an impact. And, you know, that's the difference between a good and a great player. One that runs the bases on top is, you know, on top is a great hitter and a good defender. Um, Try and do all those small things, and we just emphasize it, give everything a purpose. And like I said, I got most of that from Pro Bowl. So. Yeah, I, I love yeah. that, and, and the kids probably love it too. Now, do they ask you a lot about, you know, your playing days and, and advice when it comes to that, or are they still kind of feeling it out because they're young and, and whatnot? Uh, do they know about your background and everything? And, uh, you know, it, it, to me it would be awesome, you know, a guy that, you know, at a pretty high level here and played with greats, like you said. And uh, so to me that's like – Awesome. It's the coolest thing. So they re- do they recognize it yet, or is it still going to take a couple of years for them for it to fully kick in? I think a lot of them recognize it because they, they'll ask me some questions sometimes. And um, I think they just – it's more so like the respect. And like when, I, when we speak, they listen. Like, we're, okay, he's been there. He's done that. I think a lot of the parents, that's what brings them in, and they kind of see how we run practice. And say, okay, this is, this, is, this is real. Like, they know what they're doing. But um, I, I don't try to bring it up too much. You know, I'll, I'll kind of use it as an example. Like if, you know, they're kind of not listening to me about something with hitting, I'll be like, listen, guys, I did this against the best. Like I know this works. You know, I'm not more, any more talented than any of you were. You know, I just – I worked my butt off, did well in the classroom. I, I outworked everybody. I hit more than everybody. I, I worked harder than everybody. And then that put me in a position to get lucky. And um, But I was like, you know, talent will get you in the door. But, you know, the skill set and, you know, the determination, the, the attitude – work ethic will keep you inside the building though um you know talent will get kicked out eventually if you're not utilizing it the right way so yeah like i said i just i think just my experience just speaks through how i try to communicate in a sense but um they'll ask me about occasion i'll show them videos of certain things that they ask but i don't i try not to bring it up too much or anything yeah unless they do yeah i I want to feel like i'm on their level i want them to see things like through my eyes i don't want to try to create that that boundary where it's I'm greater than you or anything. I want to be like, no, you can get there. I promise you just listen, work hard. I'm giving you the answer. So I try to use it as almost like, believe me, I've been there. You can do it. Just stay with it kind of deal. Yeah. No, that's, that's huge. Yeah. You look at the kids nowadays and, and if I'm being honest here, these kids have more talent than we did as kids. I, I, you know, that's maybe ridiculous. you, but yeah. they do. They have the raw, they're just natural talent, the abilities. It's unbelievable at these these kids at these young ages. But the work ethic isn't always there. The the willingness and and the grades and stuff like that. So it's 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 about teaching them those little things because they have the talent. You look at these teams out there. It's unbelievable the the, the way they're pitching, the way they're hitting. So that's there. It's about teaching the little things to get to that next level. Yeah, it's. It, it, but like Jim said, I mean, the, the 
the kids nowadays. You know, we we joke around around here because we're we're a bit more country in some of the spots, and we're like, man, what cornfield did you come out of? Type thing, you know, like it's just you know what what's in the drinking water nowadays. Like, I mean, you have you have kids right now. I got a nine year old on my team pumping sixty miles an hour, and it's like, like year old, they're trying to do it. Yeah, like, you just sit there. And I I tried to do a pull down, and I think I clocked myself at seventy as a pull down. I'm a thirty five year old man. I'm like, I can't even. I can't do that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. My my, my arm still hurts. I did it two weeks ago. Really <laughs> there? I feel it there. <laughs> so you talked about the little things that got you to this level. Um, you know, what's, what's, you know, you talked about the grades and doing things right. Um, you know, what's kind of one thing that separated you from the rest of the talent out there? One thing that, you know, really you can recommend to kids out there to, you know, Hey, make sure you do this one or two things to help get you to that next level. Well, my parents instilled in me, um, work ethic, work, you know, I work, everybody, hard work, because talent, talent doesn't work hard. I live by that. Um, and just and whatever you do in life, do it to the best of your ability. If you're gonna, you have a test on Tuesday. I'm gonna ace that test. I'm gonna get the highest score I've ever gotten. Um, compete with yourself, um, and just you're always determined to be the best. I think that's just don't. I don't, I don't know. I, my parents did. They, yeah, I, I, my parents are great. So they just instill this thing with me. It's like if I'm gonna do anything, whatever I do in life. Like I'm married with two kids, a third on the way. I want to be the best dad, the best husband possible. Like if I'm gonna do something, I'm committing myself. I'm going at a full blast. There's no one that's ever gonna. You're gonna kind of like half ask anything. I don't play video games solely just because I don't have the time to dedicate to myself to master it, and that bothers me. So I just don't. Do it. So it's like one of those things where there's no in between for me, and I think that was just instilled through time and. And like I said, I, I obviously had enough ability to eventually get drafted, but what sharpened that was the six to seven days a week I did every every week since I was I can eight seven. My dad would pick me up from school when I was seven or eight, and it wasn't him forcing me; it was me begging him, take me to the field, hit me ground balls, throw to me. So ever since I was six or seven, six seven days a week, I sacrificed time with my friends. I knew what I wanted. I went after it, and um, it got me to where I got. It got me. Um, that's how I met my wife. I met her playing pro professional baseball. That's why I'm here in Beloit, Wisconsin, not in Pennsylvania. So, you know, so it's everything back then when my dreams were big league, all-star hall of famer winning world series, like Derek Jeter, you know, I never would have envisioned like this, but this all happened because of all the hard work I put in and I wouldn't trade any of this for the world. So, and that's why I try to tell my players, like, you don't know where that journey is, but as long as you keep working hard or you don't know that end point, Keep working hard in life is going to put you in the right direction. That's when you do get lucky because you're in that position to be lucky. You know, yeah, Yankee Stadium's a little different than Beloit, Wisconsin, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you you said something real interesting there that uh, you know you're you strive to be the best. You, you when you took a test, you were going to ace it. You know, when I go out on a baseball field, I'm like, you know, I'm going to be the best. That's that's what you strive to do. Um, you know, talk, talk to how you handled your failures, though. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but I, maybe you didn't ace every test. Maybe you weren't a 4.0 student type thing. Maybe you did get some Bs on some tests. Now, I'm sure you made errors. I know you struck out. And I don't, I've never, I haven't followed you in your playing career or anything like that. I just know that because otherwise you'd still be playing right now if you've never struck out and you'd be a hall of famer today type thing. But so, I mean, talk, talk to the kids on that are listening to this and the coaches and the parents that are listening to this. How did you handle your failures when that did happen? Because you were, you were always trying to be perfect. 
um, my, what my parents told me, stepping stone to success, failure. There's no perfect human being in the world. And like I always, I use this example all the time to my players. I said, okay, it's a day before the test, right? Two days before that, your teacher gave you a take a home, take home test that turns into the study guide. Now, if you just go in there and bull crap it, you just answer, fill out answers because you want the homework grade. And the day before the test, she goes over it, every right answer, right? Do you understand why you got certain answers right or why you got certain answers wrong? No. Okay. So now you're not better prepared. But if I busted my butt doing that take home study test and I, every answer I, you know, I did it my best when I, when she, when that teacher goes over that, that, that study guide, now I'm understanding why I got questions right. Now I'm understanding why I got questions wrong and now why that certain answer is right. Now I ace that test and failure is the same way. If it, it, if you're working your butt off and you fail, like no biggie, it's a stepping stone to success. Now, why did I fail? What did I mess up on? And let me fix that. Now I know what I need to fix. And then I drill that out and I become better and less likely to make that mistake in the future. So that's just what my dad and my mom always told me, just, you know, making mistakes is a beautiful thing in life because you learn from it. And the more mistakes you can make at an earlier age, just in anything, obviously not careless mistakes, stuff, you know, better than, you know, honest, true mistakes. Um, you know, in the game of baseball, those are physical mistakes, not mental, not lack of discipline, running the bases or not being focused, but like true physical mistakes, you learn from it and you, you get to work on it. And that's how we adjust our practices. You know, after tournaments, we have game notes, our coaching staff and us, and we review them and we build our practice plan for that week. We call it our halftime, the week leading up to the next tournament. And our practice is based off the, mis the physical mistakes we made in the games. And then we're working on that with them and we're explaining to them why we're doing certain drills. It's what we saw in the game. Let's, let's work on this now. This is why. And then we take pride in let's end the season stronger than we started. If we end the season stronger, you know, better and stronger than we started, that means we developed and we get did better. I don't care. If we start off 25 and 0 and we end poorly. We didn't develop the way we should have. We should be ending stronger and wins or losses. I don't care as long as the development's there. And that's just all from recognizing failure, making them aware of it. Um, not as a bad thing. You know, I always started off with the positives and going to the negatives, but the negatives are never, I'm yelling, I'm pissed. It's more like, this is why it happened. This is how we fix it. And, um, I always give them the answer. I always give them the answer. I never just tell them there's a problem. I always give them the answer to the problem. And um, just like the study home test, the take home test, I got the answer to the problem. Even if I got it wrong or right now, I'm getting better regardless. I'm getting, I understand more so why I got that answer right. And I'm understanding more so why I got that answer wrong. And now you're putting yourself in a better position to be more consistent and answer all the questions correct. Right. Yeah, that's, that's huge. Kind of I, yeah, I, I love that answer. You know, it's just... I love what your parents taught you that failure is a stepping stone to success that I'm going to use that. That's, that's something that I've never heard. And I, I came from a good family and stuff like that. That's, that's not something I've ever heard it put in that way. And that's something that I hope your parents don't mind, but I'm definitely stealing that. And I'm, I'm going to use that with my team and my kids, because that's so true. Failure. You, you can't actually succeed until you fail at what you're trying to succeed at. 100%. 100%. And no, one woke up, no one woke up successful. No, right. And you, you talked about your parents a lot, which I'm glad you did. Um, you know, and, and having them have two boys drafted in, in, in the pros and, um, you know, had to be special for them to know that you guys wanted it and they helped you achieve it. Um, you know, kind of talk about that moment for them. You know, how great was that for them? Because we got a lot of parents out there that are listening and, you know, they all have hopes of their kids playing pros someday. But at the end of the day, it's about, you know, turning to be good people. And that's what you and your brother are. You guys are good people and great baseball players also. But, um, you know, talk about the emotions that they've had, you know, along this journey of yours? Uh, a lot of highs and lows. I mean, I went through my struggles in college. I was very homesick in college. My first year um, wasn't overly happy. Um, 
they're just always positive. They always, always gave you the bright side of things. They always gave you like, the, like I said, like the outlook, the, the, this is what you're in it for the long-term picture. And that always kind of just put me back in my place and made me in the now and understood I was always fighting for something. So when it all kind of came together and we got drafted, I mean, it was a very emotional. Um, first person I hugged was, that was actually the, was the day of the draft. And my brother was um, playing for the university of Virginia and they were playing the super regional. He was a freshman, so he wasn't really playing, but he was there and he could play. So I was watching on ESPN. It was like literally the one second my mind wasn't on the draft. So I was supposed to go the day before to the Mariners. That didn't happen. So I was kind of just upset. I was in that day three scenario. Um, and I was just trying to get my mind off. So I was watching the game real quick. And all of a sudden, my dad just yelped. And like, yeah, it happened. And then he, I didn't know who drafted me at that time yet. He just, I just knew I was drafted. And he uh, ran in. We embraced. Like, we both got emotional. My mom came and we got emotional. And it's this moment I'll never forget. And it was just one of those things where it's just like, it wouldn't have been possible without them. I mean, they're, they sacrificed so much. They brought me everywhere. They, my dad never missed a game. My mom made every game she possibly could between work and the other, uh, my, you know, my other siblings. Um, but there's always someone at your game and that's the best feeling in the world. And you can look over and they're there, they're with you and they're feeling your emotions. They're feeling your pain. And, um, yeah, I thank them for everything. I mean, God, man, they're, yeah, they're the best people alive. And, um, I'm so happy I was able to share that with them and make them proud like that. And the same thing with my brother, um, I was actually in Stockton, California, playing in high A. And I knew the A's were interested in him because I was told by plenty of people at the A's that they were. And the same scout that found me, Ron Vaughn, was the same one that found Robert. Um, so it was kind of cool that how that worked. Um, phenomenal guy. And actually stay in touch with him still because my life's in debt to him. So um, and I remember, you know, it was a day we kind of figured Robert was going to go. And I was in Stockton in the weight room. And he called me saying he got drafted. And it was just so cool just to kind of like, I was his first phone call. I hear my parents in the background. And the first thing he asked me is like, so what's the one advice, one piece of advice you can tell me? And, and we talk all, so we're best friends, obviously. He's like, what's the one piece of advice you can you can give me to, you know, transition into Pro Bowl? And I just, I was humbled by that, even that question that he felt like <clears throat> I was the guy to ask that, you know? And uh, it's just like stuff like that, small things like that, I'll never forget. And it's just family, man. It's just, when you kind of have that, like I said, you have that support group, you know, that's the most valuable thing in life. And it's one of the reasons I try to preach that in here. Um, not everyone has that home life. I was very fortunate. I, you know, I have that home life and I still have that relationship with my parents, but maybe they can find that in their brothers here on Benny Elite. And maybe they can find that in me, that comfort in me. And, you know, I just want to make that all welcoming. So, you know, we're all on it together. You know, if someone succeeds, we're all happy for them, you know, because his success, you know, we can keep pushing him. And maybe that inspires me to push myself more. And then if we're all pushing each other, you know, we're all destined for great things. So that's kind of what we try to build here. And that's something my parents instilled in us. But there's never competition between my brother and I. If I could have traded all my success for so he could have accomplished everything and more, I would have. And he would have done the same thing for me. It was never a battle or I'm trying to do this or trying to do that. Just, I mean, crap, he broke like half my records and I was happy he was the one to do it. So That's awesome. That's that's so rare. You know, you know, sibling, my kids, uh, my kids now are arguing about how who can hold the baby at this point. You know, so it's so rare to 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 hear, you know, and and awesome to hear a story like yours and your brothers and, and your mom and dad's, where you know, it just everybody's so supportive, you know, and and so upbeat and always there and and stuff. I. I I wish that we could hear more stories like that. You know, like that's that's what makes travel baseball so awesome at times. It can be bad with certain, with some parents, but well, stories like this is is what needs to be out there. We need to stop 
stop hyping up these the bad situations of parents yelling at umpires and, and pulling their team, kids from teams in the middle of the game and stuff like that. We need to embrace stories like, like what you're talking about right now. Definitely. There's a lot out there. That's the thing. It's just you, you, to your point, everything's highlighted like that. And I, that's why I always tell them, we have a parent meeting, I always tell them, hey, don't ruin this for your kid because you can too, you know, you argue with the umpire, you're acting, you know, you're acting crazy at games. You're not representing me the right way. I'll kick your kid off the team. Play. I don't care if he's the best player or whatever. We're, 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 there's a standard here, you know, and I think that's so important because, for instance, like same thing. My parents were so supportive. The players don't see me panicking because I'm not because I don't care about the wins and losses. They don't see me panicking. They're calm. They don't see their parents panicking. They stay calm. So if everyone around them is calm composed they're going to be composed they see me panic they panic they see their parents panic or blame umpires they're blame umpires no everybody here's role models we're all carrying it the right way and our players will do that too and at the end of the day win or lose who cares we get we're getting better it's the big picture this win it should only strengthen us this loss should only strengthen us so either way it's a win-win to me you know it's how you win how you lose if we're doing if we're playing the game the right way we're supposed to wins loss don't matter yeah, yeah. your pressure, like you, you said, it, it, you see that parent running the fence, walking forth, back and forth, and arguing and everything. And next person feeds off, and next person feeds off. So yeah, it's it's a it's a trickle down effect, and got to stay away from that. I, I love it. And you mentioned Stockton, California. Um, it just brought Dallas Braden. Now, do you follow him at all? He's uh, yeah, Dallas Braden. Yeah, yeah. I love that. I mean, everything he does is phenomenal. He talks about Stockton all the time. So I had to throw yeah. that in there. He's it was a cool place. A cool place. Yeah, <laughs> it's awesome. Uh, so next next segment here, we do a little fun game here. I'm going to throw some baseball questions at you, baseball-related questions. Fire off your, your quick responses here and, uh, you know, hit you with some uh, good questions here. Are you ready to go? Yeah, let's do it. All right, let's hey, uh, hey, Jim, real, seed flavor. Oh, go ahead. Real quick, I know at the beginning of the show I said that I didn't have one. I do have one now. So go ahead and ask your questions, and when you're done, I'm going to throw, throw my last one in. Let's <laughs> do it. Uh, favorite seed flavor. Uh, favorite seeds flavor uh, ranch. ranch. Okay, I like it. I like it. That's that was the like the cool one when we were growing up. Now they got yeah, the David ball. Ranch. That's what I know. I look forward yeah. to the bottom of the bag. I can't do that. Even <laughs> now, I'm more cautious about that. But yeah, ranch. If I, if I indulge in some seeds, just ranch. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, would you rather bunt for a single or hit a stand up double? I'll stand up double all day, man. OPS. Yeah, <laughs> that's slugging up. Yeah, and I, I could tell you you're kind of an analytic guy from what I'm picking up. Are you a little bit? I'm I'm a mix of old school and new school. I think there's good foundations in both. Um, I'm not like necessarily one way or the other. I think some analytics makes sense. I think some of it's just absolute bull crap or ruining the game. Like I understand why we position and shifts. I think that overshifting is ruining the game. But I think shifting like small portions is good. And same thing with hitting. I think a lot of it makes sense, but a lot of it's like, okay, no, that doesn't make sense. That's not why he's good. That's not why he's valuable. But stuff like, yeah, old school, new school. Kind of a mix yeah, of both. I'm, I'm with you, kind of. I picked up earlier on that. I'm, I'm kind of the same when it comes to that. I like the pure part of the game, but I don't like too much of this. Like, I don't think a computer should dictate what we do here. Let's let's use our minds and let's let's feel the game. Right, right. Agreed. Uh, favorite pregame meal? Oh, pregame. Snickers bar. So my dad brought me every Snickers bar and a yellow gator before every baseball game. So a Snickers no better like little snack and that's most filling than a snickers bar yeah i, I was not the same if that snickers bar was not to me so <laughs> uh so i don't want to give away any 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 of your tips here but heads or tails on your flip what's your go-to oh man i usually try to let them flip i'll always go tails 
tail. Oh, I usually always goes tails. My brother and I usually have a competition about who gets the most, who wins the most tosses. He usually he's better at it than I am. Yeah, you guys gotta have a tally throughout the year, and uh, yeah. who loses, you gotta buy dinner. Oh God, uh, I would a lot of beef. Favorite MLB team? MLB team, yeah. Oh, Yankees all day. Jeter right here. Yeah. Jeter. All right. Yeah. I like it. I like it. New York dads. Yankees fans fall. I knew. Yeah, right. Well, yeah. Growing up on the East Coast, East Coast, yeah. you got nothing now. I mean, that's okay. it. Yankees is it's the top dog over there. When I was five when Jeter came up. I mean, it couldn't have been a better time to be a Yankees right. fan. So. It's a great era. Um, let's see. So if, if coaching in slides in a cutoff, Sleeves were the only way you could coach baseball. Would you still coach? <laughs> if, if, if it's the teams and the players I have now, definitely I would do anything for them. So yeah, I would have to do it. I guess that's the right political answer. <laughs> uh, one more from me here. If if a coach told you you had to pull a Happy Gilmore stand in the batting cage and let it hit you in the chest a few times, would you do that? What's the velo? Uh, we're gonna go. You're at the end of your career. You're getting a little old. The bones are a little shaky, but it, we're, we're, it's touching about 75. Yeah, I'll take that. I've, I've, I've been okay. hit faster in tough places, so I'm good. I'll do that. What's your over-under then? Where's where's your cutoff? Yeah, where's the cutoff? <laughs> <laughs> like chest, like muscle, like right here? Right here. Yeah, right in the right in the in the chest area. Right, right, right to where it's gonna break. It's gonna if it hits just right, it's gonna break something. Honestly, give me like ninety. I would say ninety, but I would take ninety over like a seventy-eight mile per hour curveball right there because curveballs hurt so much worse. The way that I guess the spin or whatever, I've been hit by like curveballs, and I'm like, holy crap! And I've been hit like ninety-six on the neck, and I didn't flinch. I was like, all right, whatever. That's interesting. Yeah, so I that's curveball here, fastball, I'll take that, but curveball, no, no. That's interesting. No. All right, my my question here, because I think Jim's done, correct? Yep, yep, good to go. All right. So my son's second baseman, your second baseman. He'd shoot me if I didn't ask you. Okay. I I need to know who your favorite current second baseman is and your favorite all time second baseman is. Well, that's a great question. Uh current second baseman. Oy, oy, oy. Man, I like Ozzy Albies. I don't think he gets enough credit for his game. And JD, my guy right here, just showed me I, I, he's actually led all MLB second baseman or NL. Yes, since 2014, he, NL. He's led all NL second basements in home runs every year. So I think that's, that's just a good very answer. That's like a good him. answer because it's all about the Braves right now. And my son loves Albies. So he's going he's gonna to appreciate that one. And he's very good defensively. He works his butt off. You see him all the time around Washington. Yeah. I think that's I – mean, they have such a cool relationship. So he's seems like a cool dude. So I like him. Um, all-time second baseman. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably Robinson Cano, Yankees guy. Pre, pre-steroids. That The Yankees Robinson Cano. Yeah. That was my – that was – oh, I, I liked him a lot. He was, he was close to He was, he was, he was suave. I didn't like the kind of like the laziness at times, but um, his swagger to the game, how smooth he was in the field. His, I loved his full work at second, um, turning the whole plays. Uh, yeah, and his swing was just gorgeous. But post steroids, not. But yeah, he kind of was like an early early adapter to that swag era. Um, you yeah. know, looking back at it now that I think about it, he was he was pretty early to you know much yeah. before this era. So he actually, might have you know, been I, Godfather. I just thought of someone. I just I changed that because this guy was my guy, even though. Um, he was a Philly, and I don't like the Phillies. Uh, Chase Utley. Guy was a baller. Guy was a he baller. played hard, man. Played he, very hard. Did everything well. It just ran the bases well. Ran 
everything defensively. Never looked overly smooth, but he just did everything great. I, I loved right. Yeah, Utley. I changed that to Utley. Last question for me. Mm-hmm. Last question. And just because I'm from Michigan and we're going through a rough baseball time right now with our pro team, although we're coming back, okay, we're, <laughs> we're starting to come back. All right, so this is for all my Tigers fans out there. Joe, who's your Tiger? My favorite one? Your favorite Detroit Tiger. Ever or a current? Ever. I think Miguel Cabrera, no doubt. Maybe. Maybe. I love the way he hits his approach, how he stays the same. Um, he and he's clearly middle out, just stays on playing. He's just gorgeous hitting. And even back in his day, like he could, he can pick it a little bit. And people yeah. forget he won a World Series with the Marlins. So, uh, maybe. Oh, my he's God. He's in prime. He was, uh, yeah, I mean, he's top five right-handed or top ten at least right-handed hitter of all time. Yeah. Never was in the big markets. So I never got the love like he should have. Like I never thought there should have been a debate between him and Trout at MVP that year. No. Triple crown. I want to try to debate, <laughs> but um, and Trout's amazing. But uh, yeah, no Miggy, no doubt Miggy. Yeah, that's that's a good answer. Yeah, it, it's yeah, you can't really name a ton of Tigers players now. So I'm just kidding. Right. Hey, hey, you can name Myers, and he just got there. <laughs> right. See, Eduardo Rodriguez now. Come on. No, we got some lying. people. Robbie Grossman. Come on. Who? Corey, uh, Corey Hunter spent some time there, didn't he? Detroit? Yeah, like two years. Yeah, a little, a little bit. Tor- like go guy. back and look up Torrey Hunter's inner – I can't do it on the air because it's it, it just YouTube Torrey Hunter interview about his cramps. Okay. Just okay. that's just for you. Go ahead and YouTube that. You'll never find another that that will be the funniest interview that you will ever hear. I'll do that. Yeah. I'll do that. <laughs> all right. I got one more question here for you, Joe. Uh, we ask all our guests at the end of the end of every interview here. You know, what's one moment for you when you travel baseball that you're always going to remember? Whether it's um, you know a playing moment for you, a coaching moment, watching a game, uh, something related to your kids, whatever it may be. Kind of that one moment that when I say, "Hey, travel baseball," what does it mean to you? What's that one moment that sticks out for you? Oh, that's a, that's a, yeah, I, I remember reading that question. I said, "Oh man." Um, <laughs> Oh yeah. Um, I think at the end of every season, a group hug. You know, no matter what. Uh, first year we lost the cha- our last championship game, group hug. In the past two years, um, we we're lucky enough to win it. Last year in Dayton, the year before, whatever. It, no matter what the team, what the team did, we just group hug, and just seeing the feeling the love and just the respect amongst us all, and kind of how everyone's upset. A couple kids cry like cause they're not going to see each other or for a little bit or whatever the circumstances, I, I just think every year just saying goodbye, just cause you realize how special that was and the car ride home, like JD, myself, my brother, um, and our other guy, Trent, we're always kind of like, damn, it's over. And you, you kind of, you, you just miss it instantly. So I would say that cause then you feel like you're doing things right and you really love what you do. And I feel like I'm very fortunate that I get to, you know, love, truly love what I do. So I, I think that puts it in perspective. That's a that's a great answer. It might be one of the best I, I've had yet. It's because uh, everyone you kind of when you answer that question, everyone you know I felt it. I'm sure you felt it, Andrew. You kind of feel that in your stomach, like thinking about it. You know, as a parent, as a player, as a coach, or all of that together. Like everyone feels that moment when the season's over, and you're like, you get in the car and you got a tear in your eye. It may not all come down, but it's like 
I can very easily let this all out right now. It's oh, like, definitely. yeah, it's just, yeah, it's a good answer, man. Yeah. I, I really like that. And, uh, those are, those are the memories that you, you know, you're not going to forget. I'm glad you oh. answered that. Cause it's not just, Oh, it's a championship. We won here. It's, it's these moments right here that you'll never truly forget. Oh, that closure on the season. Yeah. That, that closure is huge for the kids. You know, I, I, that, I agree. That's, that's, that's a great answer. Um, you know, obviously, one way or another, we're crying because either it's it's the season's over or we're we're already thinking about having to have tryouts and stuff and the, the headache that comes along with tryouts and everything and and, and groveling to you know nine ten year old parents to try to get their kid to come play for you and stuff. So yeah. you know, it's. It's it's a full year commitment that you put into the kids and and everything and at the end of the season that last game no matter a win or a loss is always tough. I see those kids more than I see my own kids honestly when the baseball when baseball really hits because I'm spending weekends with them when we go away. You know, I have a three year old and a one and a half year old and another one on the way, but like so like they're not always coming with me. They're just too young right now to kind of you know be around it. It would be too much for my wife and I. But so I'm around these kids so much where it's like I. I truly care for them. Like I really, really want to see them do well. I, I really care for them. I want, I want them to succeed. You know, more so than anything. You know, wins, losses aside, I want them to do well and them to feel confident, them to progress. So you know, when you say goodbye, you feel like you invested so much. It's like, oh man, like this is awesome. Okay, like it's almost like you're happy because it, you know, it all came out and it all was so worth it. But at the same time, you're kind of just upset because you know you won't see them for a couple, couple weeks or a couple months. You know, or as consistently. So. Um, and then these kids grow up so fast. The next time you see them in two months, they're already so much bigger. And it's like, what the heck is going on? <laughs> yeah. Throwing seven miles an hour harder. I know. It's yeah, sir. <laughs> well, Joe, I appreciate you hopping out, man. This was a lot of fun. Um, I enjoyed getting to know you a little bit more here. Excited to see your teams this coming season. Uh, Benny Elite, guys, look out for them. Uh, and again, for all you coaches out there, check out their website, man. It, it's, it's a cool website. It's something that draws you in right away. So, you know, that's a leg up on teams. Um, you know, just little things like that, I think, go a long way. Um, you know, it doesn't have to always be perfect, but it's, it's got to stand out. And I, I love what you guys are doing. Love what you're building over there. And excited to see you guys this coming season. I'm, I'm, I'm pumped. No, I really appreciate the time. I really appreciate the invite. And, you know, you guys, it's a lot of fun. Um, and yeah, you know, please, you know, please stay in touch. Anyway, I can assist in anything. Um, I'd like to get to know you guys, get you out here sometime to see the, see the facility, see our plans for the future. And, you know, yeah, like I said, thank you very much. Yeah, we love that. Absolutely. All right, awesome interview there with Joe Benny over at Benny Elite out of Wisconsin. Uh, just a, a great person and good for travel baseball. I said it before, I'll say it again. These are the type of people we need to grow this game of travel baseball in the Midwest. And uh, they're doing a great job over there and looking forward to, you know, keeping in touch with him and seeing what they do at the next level. You know, that program is building, building, building. So uh, I love what they're showing. I, I can't wait to see what they do this coming season and look forward to having them on again. They uh, just, like I said, good people over there that's what it's all about back-to-back -back interviews here i got uh jeremy bush coming on with us head coach of naperville renegades 12u uh phenomenal baseball team out of the illinois area one of the top teams in the midwest one of the top teams in the entire country just uh another fantastic interview uh make sure you guys stay on the line with us here check this one out jeremy's a real good coach gets the game understands it played at a, a high level also and uh just Good dude. That's what it's all about. And, uh, you know, that's what we're trying to do. Get as many good people on here as we can and help grow this game. So that being said, guys, here we go. Jeremy Bush, Naperville Renegades.
All right, everybody, welcome back. I got on the line with me, I got Jeremy Bush over from the Naperville Renegades 12U this coming season. Jeremy, what's going on, man? Nothing. How are you? Fantastic, man. Glad to have you on the show. Excited for this. It's uh, it's the one I'm really looking forward to. You got Naperville Renegades out of Illinois, 12U team, head coach over there. Uh, just a fantastic team, a team that's been on the map for a few years now. And, uh, you know, Kind of talk about this team that you have. You know, I, I respect the way you guys put your schedule together. You guys play top competition constantly. Um, you know, talk about what you got here with this great group of kids. Yeah, well, first of all, it starts with the parents. I mean, without the parents, uh, you know, they're young kids. They're not able to get around on um, by their by themselves um, at this age. So the parents really have to buy in. And this group of um, families, they have definitely bought in. We have seven out of the 12 original kids from when we were eight years old. Um, and I think that bodes well for um, our team chemistry. Um, these guys get together a lot. We call ourselves a baseball family, which we really are a baseball family. Um, even in the off season, we get together and we go out to dinner and we, um, we have, you know, little get togethers with families and the, the players are always getting together. Uh, they love each other. It's a great group of kids. They work hard. They're determined. Um, and, you know, I'm the new coach taking over this year for Coach Kip. He did an excellent job putting this team together when they were eight. Um, he's done an excellent job instilling hard work and determination, um, respect, accountability, um, all those things that you would see from a, a quality person and a quality player. Uh, Kip instilled that at a young age with these these guys. Yeah, I love it. And so, you know, to me, that's kind of what stands out. And correct me if I'm wrong, but, you know, there's a lot of teams that got a bunch of talent out there. A lot of kids that can throw, can hit and everything. So it, it, that family atmosphere, is that what kind of makes you guys special when it comes down to it? I believe so. I believe that has a major factor um, to it. Uh, the kids love each other. They love playing with each other. They love hanging out. Um, you know, as they get older, as boys get older, you know, the egos start to grow a little bit. So, you know, it's going to be our job as coaches um, and parents to keep these kids level-headed and, um, you know, keep them, keep them thinking about the larger aspect of baseball and not wins or losses or not the personal uh, personal achievements you know, the team the team portion of it uh, and being a good team player and a good good teammate yeah and i yeah, completely agree the, there yeah i yeah, i agree you know like that's that's so important anymore especially with the younger age groups and and, and getting older and stuff i really like how you know you guys have kept this team together for the most part since they've been eight years old you know, that's, that's something that I'm doing with my team uh, and everything. I've had majority of my players since, you know, they were seven, you know, six, seven years old, and they just kind of keep on growing up with me. And now we're at 10 years. So we're, we're you know, it, it, and it, you're right. It's, it's the parents, you know, at the end of the day, you know, the parents have to get them there. The parents have to pay <laughs> to let them do it. Right. You know, it's, and it's not cheap. I mean, you know, teams like you guys, you know, you're going out of state to find those top teams. Uh, and stuff, and and that's a big deal. So, you know, it's a it's a really good segue into this next question here. You know, you do have one of the top teams in the Midwest. You know, and you have some of the top teams at each age group in the Midwest. I mean, your nine U team last year was number one in Midwest rankings. You know, you know, how do you 
how do you keep those kids humble? How do you how do you keep them hungry? How do you how do you keep their heads up when adversity finally strikes? Because they're not used to losing. That's not something that yeah. they do. You know, and that's something right. that I battle with and, and a lot of these coaches battle with is is trying to teach a nine year old, ten year old, twelve year old that it's okay to fail. Like how do you how do you guys do it? Well, as you guys know, baseball, I always tell our players it's a game of failure. You fail seven out of ten times, you're considered successful, right? So um Baseball has its own little unique way of humbling us, humbling people, players. So every year, um, there's definitely multiple occasions where we get humbled either as a team, coaches, players, families, whatever it may be. Um, We do most of the time when we're going up against teams in, in tournaments, most of the time we are seeing the team's number one pitcher. Um, that has been great for our success just because we're always going out and we're seeing quality pitching. Hey, you welcome and that. You welcome Stack your lineup against us. Throw your top three guys against us. I I welcome that personally as a coach. You know, I'm sure you're the same way. It only makes them better. And that's – I was just going to say that. I mean, that's – and for the team to have the type of success that they've had – I'm facing, you know, number ones and number twos in day in, day out. I mean, it speaks a lot for for the group of kids. I mean, I don't think I know people understand, you know, that we have a good team, but I don't think they understand the quality of pitching that we see on a regular basis. Because everybody's coming after us. And like you said, we we welcome it. Right. It's, it's, it, yeah, that prepares them. And I'm sure you guys have been seeing it since you guys were eight years old. It's, it's even a weekday game. You know, these top teams run into this problem where you guys are just trying to get better on a weekday game and you go play, you know, a half hour away, wherever it may be. And you're seeing some kids, the race on a Tuesday evening and everything. So, you know, since you guys have been together this long, you've experienced it. So when you go to these top tournaments, you, you're, you're not afraid of anything. And that's built them up, I imagine. Yeah, it has. And we've put them in position last year when we were 11U. Um, during the week, we played a 12U regular season schedule. So we were playing all 12U teams during the week. Uh, we did the same thing when we were, uh, I believe it was eight. When we were eight, we played a lot of nine. Excuse me. When we were nine, u we played a lot of 10U teams. Uh, this year, we can't do that because the dimensions change, right? To be a 12U team, to go play a 13U team doesn't make a whole lot of sense because you're playing with different field dimensions. So this year, you know, we're, we're going to travel earlier in the year um, to get to see some of these, you know, top arms, top teams um, from around the country, because we don't have the ability or the opportunity this year to play up a level early in the year to, you know, kind of get into that groove of seeing, you know. Yeah, that, that tough This year it's going to be – yeah, last year when we went down to Georgia, I mean, 11 years old, we saw almost every kid down there was 70 or, or between 70 and probably 74. Um, had a kid down there throwing 75, 76. And, you know, I think that's going to be something we're going to see on a regular basis this year at 12U. So we got to get used to it. 
Right. That's crazy. And you, you talk about your schedule, man. It's a, it's, this is the bar for me, for the Midwest when it comes to this. If your team's elite and you believe you're elite, you know, take a look at Naperville's schedule last year. It, it was unbelievable. You guys are over at Super Select. You're at the TBR tournament. You went down to Perfect Game World Series in Georgia. You went to U-Triple-S-A World Series in Florida. Um, I mean, you guys aren't afraid to play whoever is out there. You know, talk about, you know, how you guys go about putting that schedule together and, um, you know, the, the buy-in that you have from everyone for it. So last year was sort of an experiment. We knew we had a really good team when it came to Illinois and to the Midwest. Um, so we decided, um, Kip and I decided that we were going to travel a little bit last year and see really where we rank nationally and how good our team is nationally. Um, we quickly found out, we went down to Kansas City and we played four teams in Kansas City that were considered um, number one, number two, um, three number one or number two or number three in their their perspective states and we went down there and we went three and one uh, against some pretty good baseball teams um then yeah then we went to georgia and we played in the elite world series there and we faced some really good teams and we came out of pool play there three and one and they had the championship bracket i think it was the top 24 teams only make the championship bracket out of like 80 teams and we made the gold bracket um and we came out, we we played a Beaver Valley team who was really good. I think they finished top 10 in the rankings in, in the nation in perfect game. Um, you know, we hung with them. We were up early, a couple, couple errors in the field, some walks, timely hitting, cost us. And we got bounced in the first round. Um, but that team went on to place third in the Elite World Series, wow. and they 10 run the last two, the, the two teams after us. So... I mean, we were right there. Um, we are right there. We, we found out that we could compete on a national level. Um, the hard part for us is going to – we can't consistently travel to Georgia, Florida, North Carolina. It's just it, – it can't do it. Um, financially, and the parents can't do it. They have jobs. Um you know, a lot of these teams down south, they're playing that competition. That's why you don't see the records. You don't see the records, the 50 and 5 or 60 and 5 down there from those teams because they're they're all playing each other all the time. Right. Uh, and they all got great players. Um, so from our schedule point, we are now looking to we'll, – we'll play anybody. And it's got to make sense for the team. It's got to make sense for the parents. Um, and that's the tricky part. Cause I would travel all over, <laughs> but <laughs> um, we, we have to understand that they're still, they're still, you know, 12 years old and families still have to work. Um, but yeah, I mean, we, we want, we want to go play. Yeah. You know, we, want, we want to play the best. Right. And it, so what's kind of one thing that, you know, really separate, and I don't want to know if I want to call it separation, but the difference between your team and one of the teams you saw down south, is it, you know, is it the pitching? Is it the hitting? Is it, you know, the couple of mistakes that you made where those teams don't make it? What's that one thing that kind of separates, you know, a, a top team from Texas or something versus Naperville in Illinois? There's a few things I would say. Um, I think we have very good pitching depth on our team. Um, but one thing that I noticed with some of the teams from down south, they they have probably, you know, a locked in one, two, three, and four starters. 
you know, our, I wouldn't, our team doesn't have that. You know, we have maybe a number one, maybe a number two, but after that, it's pretty equal across the board. Um, there's teams down there, they have a legit one, a legit two, a legit three, a legit four, and a legit five. And there's not a big difference between the one and the five. Um, and then offensively, you know, they have one or two pretty big bats um, in each lineup. And you think, holy cow, this kid's 11 years old. I mean, we, there's, there's a kid from there's a kid from the TGD backs last year. Uh, he batted leadoff, um, and not against us, but we were watching him play. Um, first pitch of the game twice in the Elite World Series, and he put it over the fence. I mean, it was 300 plus from an 11 year old, <laughs> and you just see that, and you're like, okay, okay, that's that's pretty good. It's it's insane anymore. Like you know, you just you watch some of these kids and stuff, and and you know, I'm a big guy on on not specializing in any sport, right? But some of these kids, they do specialize at you know this age and stuff. They do specialize in baseball, and that's all they do all season long, all year round. They're just it's baseball, baseball, baseball. And one thing about the South is, guess what? It's always warm, so you can always yeah. be outside. You know, us northern yeah. teams, we kind of have to adhere to the weather a little bit. And, you know, in the springtime, it's constantly raining. And, you know, we're, we're kind of trapped in our indoor facilities. And although some indoor facilities are super nice and really big and you can hit true pop-ups and you can get true outfield in, most of us don't have that. So we're, we're trying right. to create little drills here and there to be able to help with our outfielders and stuff like that. But... I guess my next question for you would be, you know, I guess now that you're, you know, I don't know, now that you're 12 years old, right, um, at what age, speaking of number one pitchers, number one, number, you know, one second baseman and, you know, this kid's the leadoff hitter, you know, what age do you think as a coach would you start specializing in those positions and stuff? You know, like what age do you kind of start seeing like, Hey man, this kid's going to be a second baseman. I don't care what anybody tells me when he gets to high school, he's playing second base and he's probably going to hit seventh in the lineup and that's where he's going to be. So that's what we're going to really train this kid on. I think it probably starts at, at this age at 12 leading up to this point, eight, nine, 10, 11, all of our kids played all different positions on a consistent basis. We didn't, you know, we didn't have the lefty catching or the lefty shortstop um, for obvious reasons because we want to put these kids in positions that they're going to play when they get older. Um, so all of our kids have played all different positions, even up until last year. This year, this year, I think you're going to start specializing a little bit more um, at 12U. You're going to see kids with more repetitions in certain positions. Um, so I think it starts this year. Um, certainly um, outfield, I'd like all our outfielders to be be able to play middle and, and the corners. Um, same thing with our first basemen. You know, I'd like to see our first basemen be able to play third base, you know, as long as they're not left-handed. And then our, our middle, our second baseman and shortstops, I'd like them to be interchangeable as well. Yeah, no, I, and it's important, and you're getting to that age, like you said. And you know, I've been fortunate enough to see your team over the past couple of years, and and you 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 nailed it. You you got kids that play kind of all over. You spread them out, um, 
you know, you, the way you guys go about the games is, is awesome to me. You know, you got a bracket play game, and and you guys are going after it. It's whoever you you whoever you throw out there, you guys are confident, and that's going to get you the win. You know, kind of talk about that because that's cool to me. It's you know, you're playing a top team on a, on a well, it could be a quarterfinal game, and it doesn't matter to you. You're going to throw your, your six or seven out there. It's you guys yeah. feel confident in whoever you put out there. We do, we do, and it, it actually starts with pool play. Um, all, every kid on our team, just about in every tournament, throws one inning in pool play. And we lay it out prior. And it's one inning or two innings in pool play, depending on the pitch count, because we don't want to burn burn up our pitching in pool play, um, which is another reason it's crazy to think about the success this team has, because we're not rolling our top three or four pitchers out there in pool play just to get a win. Right. Uh, we're rolling everybody out there to get them innings pitching and get them prepared um, for Sundays. So, you know, come Sunday, we plan on going deep in, in most every tournament that we play. So we got to play our cards right because, you know, we know we're going to see most teams number one right out of the gate. You know, our first game on Sundays historically have been – our closest games because um, you you know you you're a one seed or a two seed and you're playing a seven or an eight seed with a great pitcher you're going to see that pitcher and that first game on sunday is usually a, a grind for us and if we can get past that first game on sunday you know the second games usually um usually um bodes well for our pitching and our offense and then you know then when you get to the championship game teams are running out of out of arms and that's where our depth comes in on on a sunday yeah on a fourth game or a, a game three on a sunday um our pitching depth is really what sets us apart in some of these tournaments where you have to go really deep yeah, I remember watching you guys play down at Super Select this past season in a quarterfinal game. I think you were playing Rhino, if I'm not mistaken. You guys, you guys must have been down six nothing, maybe six two. So yeah. you guys pretty big yeah. deficit early. And I remember talking to one of your parents, and I'm like, I'm like, man, you guys are down this early, and you know everything. And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, are you you're not worried? They're like, no, it just means we got to use a pitcher soon. And and I'm like. How many parents would be like this? This is crazy. You guys are, you know, one of the top teams here. You're down six, eight, nothing, whatever it was. It wasn't close. And uh, I was still early, but they're like, no, we just got to use a pitcher soon. And I'm like, all right. I kind of walked away. Next thing I know, you guys win by like, I don't know, six, seven or something like that. It's That's crazy. You don't see that. No, no. And that's the thing. <laughs> you know that's, what game that's I'm talking about. I do. Of course I do. Yeah, I, re I remember that game yeah. well. I mean, yeah. Rhino's done that to us a couple times this year. Right, right. It, it, yeah, it's it, it's crazy. That first game will come and get you. You just don't know. And, you know, to, to piggyback off that question that I had for you, it's how, did the parents buy into that right away? Or, you know, because a lot of parents out there, they want to win every game. They want to, you know, pool play game. You want to go 3-0. and You want to get that one seed. That's that's tough. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I, it, it seems to me that's, that's a tough buy for parents to buy into, especially in this day and age. Yeah, well, I started this by saying our parents have been a key to this team's success. Um, they have all bought into it for the most part, um, and they've continued to buy into it. And the groundwork from Kip was basically laid at 8U where, you know, he told the parents, every single kid on this team is going to pitch. Uh, every single kid on this team is going to play different um, positions. Um, so, yeah, the parents have definitely bought into it. And that makes it a lot easier on us coaches when, you know, you have the parents' support. 
and, and I, it's it's been a great recipe for success. Uh, it gives everybody equal opportunity um, as far as playing different positions, pitching. Um, you know, we get we have some kids. You you talked earlier about when do you know whether a kid's going to be a second baseman or a pitcher. This is, I think, the age too where you're not not a, not all eleven kids on our team are going to pitch a whole lot, um, but they know how to do it. They'll be um, welcoming of it. I want all twelve or all eleven kids to enjoy pitching, um, and they'll all get a chance. Uh, you're going to have your guys that are going to throw more innings than others, but this might be the age where innings start to drop for for some kids. But sure. you're still going to get their opportunities in in certain situations. Sure. Yeah, you said no, makes you said earlier there that you know. Yeah, you said earlier there that you uh, um, that you guys are almost to the point now where you. You, you kind of view pool games as as trying to get to Sunday. Like you, you you're using a lot more pitching, and you know I I can speak to that. You know there was a there was a comment made you know one time you know about about my team directly from another one of the opposing coaches says, hey, I think we're gonna go get them this game. You know, and and uh, the the mom was like. Oh, Okay, I mean it's it's a pool game, yo. You're you're built to maybe compete with them that game. They're built to win the tournament, yo. Know, it's it's just a different philosophy of 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 building a team, and and you know yes, they have to throw their number one in pool play to to try to steal a win type thing. Whereas you know a team like yours, you're throwing maybe your four or five and six against them and still winning and stuff. So like. That's tough to do, and that that speaks volumes to the culture that you built and the culture that your previous coach built. You know, as as they're growing up, and you know, I admire that and stuff. So, you know, I would just say keep up the good work with all that, and the kids all clearly bought into it themselves. So, yeah, no, thank you. I appreciate that. It's it's been a great recipe. I've learned a lot from it. And at the same time, you're you're keeping kids fresh, and you're not burning them out, and you're not overusing kids. So it, it's been great. And again, it's crazy to think about the success that this team has had um, because of that. Um, giving every kid an opportunity to pitch, um, even when even when you know you're going to see the opposing team's best, it doesn't matter. You know, we don't worry about what they're going to throw. We got a game plan, and we stick to it. Yeah, it, it, it's awesome to see. And again, I mentioned it earlier for the coaches out there listening, you know, looking to build a schedule. You know, you guys are a team to look at and and, and on how to go about building a schedule, but also how to, how to win a tournament and how to go about a tournament without burning your kids. It's, you know, go back and, and watch your team play. And like I said, I've seen you guys play throughout the years and you are true to your word here. You guys, you guys are worried about Sunday and Sunday only. And um, that's, that's really cool to see. And it's good for baseball. And that's what we need more of. So, you know, props to you guys for doing things the right way when it comes to that i'm, I'm glad i'm glad you guys do it man it's uh it's important yeah, we need thank that yeah thank you thank you yeah no problem um you know another question i got for you here what, what so what's next for this team man you guys have i mean you guys have gone everywhere you've played everyone uh you know what, what's the goal there is there one tournament new tournament that you guys got your mind on um what's next for naperville so 
we found out last year that we can compete on a national level. So this is the year um, I think we want to take it to the next level. We have um, two big tournaments that we're playing in again, the uh, Elite World Series, the perfect game in uh, Georgia, and then the USSA Elite World Series uh, down in Vera Beach, Florida. Um, we met our goal last year by making the championship bracket in both of those tournaments. Uh, I would like this team in one of two of the tournaments, I'd like to see us make it to the semifinals. Uh, that, that, that would be a huge goal for us, and that would speak volumes for baseball here in the Midwest. Yeah, it sure and would. I, you know, putting on the map. And, and I'll, I'll be honest with you, you guys are going to these tournaments this year. You guys aren't the, uh, the underdog anymore. You know, people know who you guys are. Going 3-1 in pool play down in Georgia, um, that's awesome. There was a team from uh, Ohio at 11U or 10U last season, Ohio City Baseball Club, went 4-0 in pool play too. And, you know, they're known now too. So you guys, you know, people aren't going to – you guys might not see those 6-7 and seven that you saw last year. You might see those 1-2s again. Yeah, yeah. What's great about a tournament like that, though, when you don't know certain teams, it gives you it gives you an opportunity. I, I would say um, a lot of teams we didn't know. You can do your research. You can check your statistics through Game Changer or Perfect Game and kind of get a little bit of information on on those teams, but you really don't know. So last year we were going in blind. Um, and other teams were coming in blind to us. And, you know, what you're saying is, is true because now we've seen these teams play, um, you know, whether it was Georgia or Florida. And we're starting to know some of these teams that are known on a national level. And, you know, they're starting to figure out who we are too. Um, I still – they're probably still not worried about us, um, but at least they know <laughs> yeah. about us. Right, right, and that's fine. You know, let them not be worried about you, and um, come down and then smack them. That's 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 the way it goes. When a team takes you lightly, that's when you come and get them, and um, that's what I love to see. And you know, we'll be following you guys along at these top tournaments. Um, I, I love to see it. This is what it's all about: playing the best and actually doing it. It's it's important, and I'm glad to see you guys, you and a couple other teams in the Midwest, setting that bar for the rest of these other teams. Well, exactly, and you know, kudos to baseball in the Midwest. Um, you know, Upper Deck, Rhino, Cangelosi, you know, all those good programs around here. Um, they've really helped us get to where where we can compete on a national level. I mean, there's some great baseball teams that we see here locally as well. Um, and, you know, love playing them. And, um, you know, they've, they've made us – they're part of the success um, because they have quality – quality pitching, quality players, and, um, yeah, they, they give us a test. So, you know, kudos to, kudos to those teams. And I always tell our boys, listen, Midwest boys can play baseball too. Don't, don't ever let anybody tell you differently. Yep, agreed. And that's Amen. what we're here for, Amen. to give the exposure. Yeah, yeah, that's what we're here for. Midwest can play with anyone, and we just got to get the chance. And you guys are going and going after that chance. So I, I love it, man. I can't wait to see what you guys do. Um, switching over to a little lighter for you here. I got a little game here we're going to throw at you. I'm going to throw some random baseball questions at you. Um, and you're going to give me quick answers here. Nothing nothing too crazy, um, but we're going to have some fun here. You ready for that? Yes, sir. All right, let's do it here. Uh, what's your favorite baseball movie? Oh, uh, Major League. Yeah, Major League. First one or second one? Uh, 
first one. Love the first one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I like I like the second one too, but uh, first one's a classic. I absolutely oh, love yeah. that one. <laughs> um, so here's a question for you: You're the four seed in a tournament. Um, first, you kind of already answered already, but your four seed uh, first game. Do you throw off or you throw on your ace here? Uh, it will depend on who we're playing. Um, okay. We probably do not throw our ace. Okay. I like it. I like it. Yep. That makes sense. If you got, if you're playing what you think is the best team in the tournament, it changes the situation or who's next or whatever that may be. But, and I hate uh, to say you don't want to look past game number one in, in a quarterfinal, like, or um, whatever it may be a quarterfinal. Um, but it really does. You you know, yeah. if you can survive an advance game one, you want to look and see who you might possibly have in game two. So I'll... Yeah, that's a good point. You don't want to look ahead, but you, you have to look ahead. I mean, if we're being realistic right. here. Um, yeah. Next question. Should Barry Bonds be in the Hall of Fame? I say yes. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Yeah. Enough is enough. I just think, in. I mean, his hand-eye coordination, um, to hit a ball square – like he did, I, I you know the whole steroids thing. Obviously not good, but I don't believe that the steroids helped his hand-eye coordination. Sure. I mean, right, right. Probably he was a hell of a player before the steroids. <laughs> yeah, yeah a hard worker, um, but that's obviously a, a debatable topic. Yeah, I agree. Uh, next one I got for you. Kind of, you just talked about it a minute for a second there. Um, so I'm going to give you, not realistic here, I'm going to give you $100,000 if you do, if you, you get one strike from someone here and you got to get a hit off of it. Are you taking a, uh, you got to hit a curveball off of Clayton Kershaw or a fastball off of Roldis Chapman? A fastball. <laughs> fastball? Yeah. That, that yeah. breaking ball from Kershaw. I'm not, I don't want anything yeah. to do with that. <laughs> get your fastball early in the count. That's what right. I tell the boys. Get your fastball early in the count. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I got I got one for you here, Coach. All right, so if right. you if if you had to coach in socks and sandals, would you do it? That's it. Yes, I would. <laughs> that's that's a unique question, but yeah, yeah, I would coach in socks and sandals. <laughs> How about to piggyback off that? If, if coaching barefoot on turf was acceptable, would you do that? I tell you what, if I could handle it in my that in turf gets so hot, you guys know what's that in ninety degree. Heat, What'd you say? You be, 90 degree, yeah. I don't. I don't think our feet can handle it. I'd give it a shot. I'll tell you that much. I'll give it a yeah. shot. Maybe in like 70 degrees, kind of like the golf course sometimes after you have a couple of pops, you, you take the shoes off. So maybe like 70 degree turf, you can handle it. No problem. <laughs> uh, a couple more here. Uh, pump up music for the kids or no? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, get them going. I think it, it allows them to kind of cut loose and relax and, and have some fun. Yeah, love it. Um, you got your choice here. Of your, you guys are at a big tournament, and you didn't get a top four seed. You get a five, six, seven, or eight seed. Which one do you want without knowing the teams? Honestly, doesn't matter. Um, I don't mind being the underdog, though. I don't mind being an eight seed. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. To me, the seeding doesn't really matter. So. 
Yeah. You still got to go out there and play baseball. Yeah. Like, but the team, like you guys, it's, uh, you know, something, sometimes being that eight seed, you know, and I'm sure you guys haven't experienced it a whole lot, but being that eight seed sometimes is an advantage because, you know, that one seed, they're going to have to throw their guy against you guys. And they didn't expect that. Yeah. You know, we've, we've ran into that in, in tournaments past where we fell a little bit in the seedings. Um, and you, you go up against a team who, you know, probably did throw their best in pool play to get a one or a two seed and it doesn't bode well for them in the first round. So, right. That's a good point. Yeah. And that's, it goes back to, you know, Sundays are all that matters when it comes down to it. That's it. That's it. You win championships on Sunday, not Saturday. Agreed. Well, those are the hard hitting questions there for you. (laughs) And uh, hopefully you had a little fun there. I got one more question for you. We ask all our guests, guests at the end of the show here, um, you know, talk about one moment for you. um, That's always going to stick with you when it comes to travel baseball. So if I say, Hey, you know, that one moment, why do you do this? Why do you love it? Whether it's a a championship win, a a double play, you guys turned, um, you know, whatever that may be that one moment for you. Okay. There's lots of them, but one that, you know, sticks out right away. Uh, 10U state championship. Uh, we were down two runs going into the last inning, and um, we had we we were down one run. Runners on first and second. Uh, had our like five or six batter up. Um, little kid who's just great contact hitter for us. He dropped one perfectly right over the first baseman's head, right between right field and first base, on the line game over walk off for the state championship and i mean it was awesome it i it it was pretty cool it was a great experience the kids you know tears of joy parents tears of joy you know coaches just seeing all that hard work in the winter and in the years past pay off it was it was cool right i i remember you guys was that against central illinois force yeah, the Central Illinois yeah, Force, yeah. yes. Yeah. I remember that. I remember I didn't see the end of that game, but I remember watching it and, and again, you guys I think you guys went down early and battled we all did. the way back. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, we did. I mean there's no there's these kids fight till the very end. And uh it's it's a good good thing to have in your team when you when you know they're not gonna give up. Right. Special, special group. And that's what it's all about. Um, Jeremy, I appreciate you hopping on, man. This is a lot of fun. I, uh, you know, yeah, you're kind of one of the guys I definitely want to, you know, have you on once the season gets going, maybe once a month, um, you know, sure. do a check in on your team, especially with the traveling you're doing. We want to hear yeah. how you guys are doing down south and everything. Um, so definitely once we get once you guys get going, you know, love to have you as a recurring guest and, you know, see how the team's go- doing throughout the year. Yeah, no, I I would love to. I appreciate the opportunity. I enjoy talking about our team and enjoy talking baseball. So I appreciate you guys reaching out. Absolutely, man. We'll talk soon. I appreciate you. Yes, sir. You guys take care. Thank you. You too. Yep. Thanks, Jeremy, hopping on with us there. Back-to-back phenomenal interviews and uh, really enjoyed both those guests. That's, uh, those are those are great guests and good people for travel baseball in the Midwest. And that's what it's all about. We want to get as many good people on as we can. So hope you guys enjoyed that as much as I did, as much as Andrew did. I know you guys did. We, we loved it, and uh, we hope you guys do the same. Uh, with that being said, that's it. That's going to wrap up this week's episode. Looking forward to coming back next week. we got two states left. Two states left. we got Illinois, and we have Ohio. So looking forward to hopping into those two states with some more great guests. And uh, make sure you guys go check us out. Uh, download the podcast. Leave us a good review. Leave us those five stars. Uh, Midwest Baseball Ranks on iTunes, on Spotify, on the website. Website is MidwestBaseballRanks.com. Instagram, Midwest Baseball Ranks. Facebook, Midwest Ranks. 
Twitter. We just got the Twitter up and running. Make sure you guys go check the Twitter out and uh, make sure you follow us there. We're just getting that one going. So uh, Midwest Rankings uh, is our name on Twitter. And uh, keep following along, guys. Let us know who you want to see next, who you want to hear from next, what, what do you want us to talk about. We want to talk as much baseball as we can, and we want to uh, hear from you guys. So reach out to us, send us an email, sign up for a newsletter, visit the store, do it all. Do it all. Help us out. Midwest Baseball Ranks. And that being said, we'll see you next week. We're out.